this is the song. Because this song, this podcast is supposed to be a a positive one. Yeah, it's a good song to bounce to. Isn't it? Yeah. If you had a hoopty, would you play this? I'd play this on a on a tricycle. With a bell? I could never Yeah. Yes. How, how come I have a feeling? By the way, Owen Benjamin, everybody, my guest on Fairly Normal, and I'm Josh Wolf. Hi. Um, how come I have a feeling that you were always a little too freakishly tall to be on a tricycle? Yeah, I, I was always a few uh, years yeah. ahead of my size. So when when my friends were riding a tricycle, I was ri- I was trying to get on a bike. Were you an athletic kid? No, I wasn't. I became more athletic. Like I played football starting in eighth grade because my brother played, and I yeah. played lacrosse because most of my friends were uh, Native Americans, and they all just played lacrosse. And you grew up in the Northeast. Yeah. That was, lacrosse was bigger. Like I grew up in Massachusetts. We had a great lacrosse team. Yeah, Northeast is all about lacrosse. But it was for me, it was during baseball season, so I played baseball. Nice. But were you teased? Oh, I just like this. Were you teased as a kid growing up? Yeah, but growing up in the Northeast, that's kind of how you showed affection. So I didn't take offense to it. By the way, I've said that a zillion times. You know, uh, in the way my brothers and I talk to each other, and way my friends, you know, go fuck yourself wasn't like a terrible thing to say to Not someone. Not at all. It actually showed that you're close. If people didn't make fun of me, then I knew they had no interest in... Recently, I was in a situation, okay? Yeah. I'm not going to mention the names because they are they are people who people know and they don't need to have all I need to, here's how I could tell they really didn't want to have anything to do with me. Yeah. When they the two famous people were hanging and talking and giving each other shit. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, I recognize that." And so somehow I got brought into the conversation and it the conversation went stale. And I was like, "Oh, these fucking dudes don't want to ha- don't want me hanging around." And as soon as I walked away, they went back into digging. Yeah, but because that's how that's what you do with your friends. A hundred percent. That's how you show that you. If someone didn't dig at me, I, I'd be like, "Oh, you think you're better than me? Like you pity me? Like I'm ostracized?" I, I would actually go one step. I, my, if you did, if you don't make fun of me a little bit, I think you don't care. It's indifference to me. Indifference is like indifference is the worst. The fucking worst. Right. Usually, when I hate something, there's something about it that reminds me of me. Whoa. Yeah, there's like something. Like, I hated hipsters for so long. And then someone pointed out to me that I do have hipster uh, qualities. You do have hipster qualities. I do. Like, I, like, it, it's not in, in the way I dress or act per se, but sometimes I'll be like, oh, I was into that 10 years before everyone else. And people yeah. are like, that's a hipster comment. Yeah, I, I would, you're not a hipster, but I would, you, you, at some parts of you could be hipster adjacent. Uh, yeah, when you're adjacent, I think that's. That's why I hate Pierce Morgan so much. What a fucking Because I, I see, I have part of him in me, like I have a little bit of narcissism, but I, I, I study so much to try and have enough knowledge to back up my arrogance. Yeah. And uh, when people don't even try, that's when I hate them. Well, they don't, here's the thing, I, th- I think th- people's idea of being informed now is just basically headlines. They feel right, like they're informed right. when they read, when they see the 10 second clip on Facebook or when they read the headline, they feel like they're informed. And the truth of the matter is, there's no such thing as unbiased news. Like Walter Cronkite is dead. Yeah. Okay, so every network is giving you their slight spin on whatever story they want to tell. You can tell what Don Lemon feels about a topic 
his two sentences in. To me, as a news reporter, I hate that. Yeah. I want you to tell me the fucking facts. Right, and let me decide. Yeah, that's like, there, the there's thing. There's been yeah. things, like, I wrote a, a thing on uh, Facebook that went pretty viral about my son being born and, like, getting through problems with my wife and stuff. And uh, it went viral. It was very nice. And, and I saw in, like, women's magazines to get clicks they would be like this comedian talks about how he hated his wife and then you click on it and it's like but he's so happy and loves her so much it's almost so they like, bait you into it oh and and it, watching that and knowing that they liked what i wrote and it was sweet I, it changed the way i saw everything i'm like people really do just want to make other people feel scared and attacked or angry to make them click on something well think about it if if i am going to make you do something yeah what's the best way to do it is to scare you. Right. If I want you to do something, fear is the greatest motivation. So if I want you to vote for me, I'm, that's what I said. Like, the reason I hate the presidential elections is because every four years, other Americans try to make the rest of us feel like the sky is falling. 100%. Okay, and it isn't. By the way, guys, look around. Look yeah. out your fucking windows. It's pretty good here. It's great here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucking good here. It's it's. I always try to picture myself talking to myself in the even in the 1980s and telling me what I have now. Oh my god. And it's not even just me as an individual. It's like just us. Like what we have is unbelievable. You won the lottery being born in America. Even just being born. Being born. Because, even just having yeah. matter. Like yeah. most matter and antimatter usually. Like most of it canceled each other out in the Big Bang. Yeah. <laughs> so and like just having. Having like matter, you won the, the the lottery. And then just think about this: you very well could have ended up on somebody's back or in a sock. Oh, 100 percent. Do you know what I mean? The majority. I, I, I committed some jizz genocide. This yeah, morning. me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I've I've if look, are you familiar with comic books? Of course. Yeah, you know Galactus. I don't know Galactus. Yeah, he comes in and he conquers worlds. I feel like I've taken down a couple of worlds. Oh, you've taken down some worlds. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we we are actually just talking about. So you you are a new father. I am a new father. How eleven, old? Week, eleven weeks old, little Walter, and little Walter Cronkite. You are out. You have a a week by yourself right now for one day. My wife and child have been out of town, and one of my friends called me. He's like, "You've already tried to take down Pierce Morgan on Twitter, and you started an Instagram for a dog." <laughs> Like I don't know I what saw to do that with myself. Instagram, I was like, he's bored. Yeah, he's I just fuck. Because <laughs> I spent well, so like before yeah. when I was single, like I I knew what to do alone because I would I would just be like I had rhythms and all this stuff and it's crazy how much energy dudes spend chasing ass. A and when large you're, and amount. when you're monogamous and happy, you're like, what the fuck do I do all day? Like I'm gonna start collecting stamps. Well, I had a couple <laughs> questions for you. Is your comedy better? Way better because you're like the 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 amount of energy and time you put into trying to see a vagina is gone because there's a vagina in your house. Hundred percent, and you relate to more people, and also you're not just doing the get pussy set. Yeah, which is the set where you kill the hardest to make the crowd want to fuck you. Now it's like I don't care if they want to fuck me, so I get to try all these new premises. But so you're I'm writing better. constantly. Yeah. yeah. Because I would do the same half hour for like four years because it would crush. And then the crowd would be like, he's attractive. He crushes. Yeah. And now it's like if a joke doesn't work, I'm like, how do I make this joke better? I don't care if I crush this set because I got a, a woman that I love. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's, a, it's an amazing thing Yeah, that it made your work better. And the week now, tell me how you would have spent the week 
a year ago, pre-baby or pre-wife and pre-baby, how would you have spent the week? What's the difference? The difference would be masturbating I, the same amount of times. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember how much I used to jerk. <laughs> I mean, don't I you used wish to be able, you kept a jerk to, diary. I did. Yeah, really good. Was really nice to myself today. <laughs> I did. A, I did a three-hour joyless jerk today. It's like I wasn't even trying to come. So sad. So my 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 half boner was crying a little. I think from here on out, just for fun, I'm gonna do it like a month jerk diary. And just kind kind of and and but like write in it like like I like I'm being serious. You should because you know it is mean? it's a serious connection. Like today I jerked off to like I, maybe it's funny. I I go on kicks on what I masturbate to. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I I will say I can't remember what it was like not to masturbate. To, I can't remember what it was like to masturbate to something other than a video. Interesting. Like a, I, I haven't used my brain. In- oh yeah, I mean we're from the generation where we used to have like crumpled pictures. Like people nowadays don't even know what that that's like. There was a Playboy buried in the woods. We we had a Spank Mountain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Where you had to do a pilgrimage up Spank Mountain to find, like, it was like a pay-it-forward playboy from, like, 67 where you can kind of see a bush, and it had been jerked to by, like, everyone in town. Who did you pay it forward to? Do you remember? Well, I just remember leaving it and just, you know, you tell kids and be like, yeah, when, when your time's ready, you know. Up to Spank Mountain. Go up to Spank Mountain That's alone. That's kind of like, it's almost like, like in your town, that was Goonies. You were, yeah. <laughs> well, you were, you really had one-eyed Willie because it was a completely different one-eyed Willie. Yeah, was, you go up like sloth and you come down, yeah. like you know, like a king. Sloth love chunk. Yeah. Uh, you know, actually, you know, Sean Aston. You know, Sean Aston. Yeah. I I was at a golf tournament with him, and um, I don't know him personally, but yeah. I, I had a chance to talk to him for this just cool. this weekend, and I asked because to me, arguably. He's been in more movies that are in the fabric of Americana. Yeah. Goonies, Rudy, and all the Lord of the Rings. Those are pretty, they, th- those movies have staying power. I never realized that. Like, he's been, yeah, he's been in stuff that you can, everyone can reference and be like, oh, yeah, I know that movie. And he's been in movies that everyone will see from here forward. Right? Yeah. I can't, look, because. When Walter gets older, you'll show him Goonies. Yeah, you're not going to show him Crash. No, I mean, it was a good movie <laughs> yeah. that year, won Academy yeah, Award. Yeah. But you're not like, hey, little man, when you grow up, you got to watch Crash. Yeah, exactly. You're <laughs> not going to be like, you know, what you need to see Borat. You're yeah, not- you got to see what's that other one that uh, the Hurt Locker, like yeah. good movie, won the Academy mm-hmm. Award. But you're not like monster. I'm like, you got to see Princess Bride. Like I, yes, that, you know yes, what I mean? Princess Bride, you'll see. But so I asked him. I said, out of those that three group. Which movies do people talk to you the most about? Now, my guess was Lord of the Rings because there's yeah. so many comic book and sci-fi that world. They're very intense people. Yeah, they take their shit very seriously. But the guy that I was with, it was a golf tournament. He was like, "No, it's got to be Rudy, right? Everybody's seen Rudy." And he was like, "It's not even close." He said, "It's not even close. It's Goonies." And I said, "Why?" He said, "Well, you saw Goonies, right?" And I of said, course. "Yeah." And he said, "Did your kids see Goonies?" And I said, "Yeah." And he said, "Are your kids' kids gonna see Goonies?" And I'm like. Yeah, and he said that's the only one that the, the parents, even at a young age, plug in for their kids. Yeah, like I'm boys with uh, Peter Billingsley from A Christmas Story, and that one is a similar thing. Yeah, where it's just like everybody knows that movie so well. They play it for 24 straight hours on Christmas on Christmas Eve on TNT. 
Well, the, that and all the diehards. Every time yeah. I turn on TNT, I was like, is that diehard again? Holy fuck. <laughs> Didn't diehard already die? Yeah, he should have died a it's couple It's called times. dead hard. I would, I, and the, you know what? I wouldn't mind dying hard. I know. Called guy hard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you're going to die with a boner? N- no. I don't think I don't think I'm gonna either, which is a bummer. Do people? Well, I I I don't think you would die with a boner unless you died having sex, right? Or what if you're just like so scared of what's killing you that your dick just reacts like a final act of bravery? It's like we're gonna fuck this monster. Literally gonna try to fuck death. Yeah, you yeah. Gotta try and fuck death. You don't want. I'm gonna fuck death today. Right. <laughs> well, you think it'd be quick if you fuck death? Do you think it'd be extra quick, or do you think it'd be a long marathon session? Well, if you die at the end of the session, I'd really milk it. I'd do a slow pump. Oh, a slow pump. Yeah, because as soon as you launch, you're dead. Like a bee. Yeah. They're like a bumblebee, right? Yeah, yeah. When they sting you, they die. Right. So you'd, you'd stick in. And then you'd just be like, like a bumblebee. I think honeybees, too, Aaron, right? Honeybees have sex, and they exp- male honeybees, I think, explode. Yeah. I, I want to start spreading that rumor anyways. I know you're looking crazy. Would you Google science? I think that's what you Google. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's only on Yahoo. <laughs> yeah, I think if you Google science, you're in good shape. So yeah. tell me, we, we got how would your day, how would your week have been different? Well, I'd be hungover in the morning. For sure. Are you drinking less? Way less. Yep. And I live in Marina Del Rey now, so I had to switch to beer because it's Wait, like- I don't understand the correlation. <laughs> that does sound <laughs> weird. Because uh, I was, the only place I ever goes the improv pretty much. Yeah. Like, uh, but I'm there a lot. Yep. And there's a bar and I do like beers. I used to live right next to the improv. So I drank uh, vodka sodas, shots, all that shit. But you can't really monitor that well. You can't be like, drink an hour if I'm driving. Like they might give you a hard pour and before right. you know it, you're over that 0.08 and your life changes. So now I'm like, I can beer an hour it because I know I'm not going to get a handy pour from the bartender. Right. And so that alone is uh, making me drink less. And probably the fact that sometimes you have to get up in the morning. Yeah. And I'm not just doing shots with random chicks because I, I want to have sex with them. It's so crazy. You know, I. I like girls are like, you want to do a shot with us? I'm like, nah. Like, why? Yeah, <laughs> there's no point. There's no. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, so what? We get drunk and I just drive? <laughs> That's a fucking <laughs> terrible idea. I, I have to tell you, I never, I'm trying to think. I, no, my, my comedy career, per se, didn't really start. I was already with my wife. That's awesome. So it's I've never. so much better that way. Yeah. Because it's like, you just, it's not good for your soul to be with too many people. It's not bad. I'm not judging it. But it's also like. There's an age where you hit and you That's start it. being like, okay, now I this is Groundhog's Day. This is so repetitive that like, what am I doing with my life? That's exactly what it is. It's not that I don't. I certainly don't judge. And when I was in college, that was the motivation for everything. Totally. But but as you get older, you're like, this is not is look. The first, truth is also since we just discussed it. I could jerk off and it'd be I can just go jerk off and go to sleep. And that's you know I'm done and. Yeah. Four minutes and I can start my night. <laughs> totally. You know what I mean? Or three hours if you find a new category. Now, I have what what kind of new categories are you into? Like let's okay, here's an example. Like one time I was just trying to have a pretty standard jerk on the road. You yep. know, that's when I do my hotel. most jerk in his hotel. Because yep. you get kind of depressed from the sleep problems. So you do need you the endorphins. Do you use the TV or do you use the uh uh you ever pay for porn on TV? 
Yeah, and I learned early that you always go full package unlimited yeah. because if you buy two videos, it's already more than the full package. Yep. So I quit doing that a while ago because it's legitimately expensive. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, hard to explain that charge every weekend too. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it says it won't show up in your bill, but it's like the only thing that's forty dollars. Well, it also <laughs> says it says breakfast twenty nine ninety nine dinner you know. Twenty seven dollars. Yeah. And then it just says something like unavailable forty nine ninety nine. Yeah. Yeah. Six <laughs> minutes to make you feel slightly <laughs> less sad. Yeah. But you know what? When I and I when I jerk off in a hotel room to porn that I paid for, I feel sad. Yeah. I do. When as soon as you're done, it's almost like when you're any jerk session with porn, I'm like, oh, this is the greatest. I'm going to do this all day. I'm going to have like eight launches. Yeah. And then as soon as I'm done, I'm just like X, 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 X. I'm like, I just can't wait to get it off my screen. Yeah. No, the shame is terrible. The shame kicks in, yeah. I, you know what? And I, I, I'm going to have to work on that. I don't know what I'm shamed about. I don't either. I mean, because it's... I'm like, it's like I literally sell bumper stickers after shows that say full bellies, empty balls with a peace sign. Because I do a bit about, you know, everyone talks politics. I'm like, if you really want to know how to end war, that's how you do it. And I have this long bit about how no one... Um, wants to fight when they're full or right after they come, you know? That's so it's, true. Yeah, so it's like not only am I not ashamed of it, I'm actively promoting the bonobo lifestyle because, like, chimps are always killing each other and bonobos are just, like, scissoring and not fighting. Is that know? true? 100%. It's hysterical. Like, to hear David Attenborough discuss it, it's the funniest shit you'll ever see. So they... It's like, here we have a bonobo. He's like, uh... <laughs> What what was the bit? I haven't done this bit in so long, but it's so it's not even a bit. I'm just describing a documentary I saw. Like chimpanzees are run by these men, these male chimps, and it's like terrifying. They're like they're vicious. Oh, they'll like eat each other's babies and shit. And then the bonobo is run by women, and the reason women have all the power is because it's like a bonobo male shows aggression. Three women swoop in and jerk and suck him to submission. Really? 100%. It's like, everyone is asleep in the banana leaves. <laughs> War has been averted for millions of years. They have income property in Silicon Valley now. It's literally hilarious because they're so sexually, they're so sexually open that like if you drain the balls of the angry males, uh, they, they, they just sleep. Wait, what do the bonobos look like? They're like I'm not saying I'm. They're I our want closest relatives. Bonobo. I'm just curious. What yeah, no, I, I, you know, you, you go for it. If you're like on the road for a really long time, <laughs> and you know you're and like you were like a bonobo. Yeah, and a bonobo comes up and's like it's a really good show. You're like you want to jerk me? I've, I haven't had any bonobos. They're smaller on my show. chimps. Oh, they are. Yeah. Well, that's the only are, problem is they're they smaller. Hands? Oh yeah. I mean, they just look so cool. They're smaller because. That's why I'm worried about what my heritage is because I'm six foot seven, which means I'm probably from a long line of like vicious psychopaths. Vikings. Yeah, because yeah. it's like bonobos are like half the size of chimps, but they're like the same monkey because the biggest one doesn't fuck all the women. They like all just fuck indiscriminately. Where so that's fascinating. Yeah. I thought that I always thought that 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 any kind of monkey was vicious. No, bonobos don't ever fight, ever. And they it's don't fight other monkeys. Nothing. Not each other, not other monkeys. They're incredibly placid and peaceful. If you go to the zoo, can you see bonobos jerking each other off? If, yeah. That would be am- By the way, it's an interesting question for you. Now that you have kid, pre-kid, would you have judged the zoo lady differently? 
The zoo lady. Who's the zoo lady? The zoo lady whose kid got into it with the gorilla. No, I would have always thought that was an obvious shot. Like, definitely shoot the gorilla. Yeah, for me too. Yeah. I, I, and forget about the gorilla. For me, it's more like- And I'm pro-gorilla. Like, big too. fan. But it's like, you can't possibly put, like, the life of a child underneath, a, like, an animal. I, not, my... not only that, for me, I, I was a little disturbed by the amount of people attacking the mom for this reason. Anybody who's ever had a child who's three or four- Yeah. And who can honestly look you in the face and say- I've never lost track of them for 10 seconds. They're fucking They're lying. lying. They're lying. Oh, yeah, 100%. The, the even f- just the lack of sleep. Like, even at my, right now where I'm at, my kid can't even walk or crawl yeah. yet. But, like, if someone was like, I have an 11-week-old baby. I just shot 12 people for no reason. I'm like, he with no sin cast the first stone, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, I'm like, I've yeah. been so sleep-deprived <laughs> yeah. before that I, I have, like, psychotic thoughts. Look, in your own house, <laughs> there have been times when, look, I, I can remember thinking, Oh, it's quiet. Why is it so quiet? <laughs> Fuck. Because you lose track of them. Totally. There's no... And so, uh, the, for me, and I, I know people have talked about it I, to death, but it more of the fault is, like, why is there an opening where people can get in with a gorilla? 1,000%. Why is like, How can a little kid get next to a gorilla? Why, that's the fault of the zoo, for that, sure. Like, there's not... To me, it's not even a question. And anybody who's, like, the mother... The mother could have just looked away for two seconds... And that's all it takes. That's yeah. all it takes. And the, and the only reason I'm advocating shooting the gorilla is because any other option is bad. Like a trank, they would react. They wouldn't yeah. fall asleep immediately. And well, they would say be, it's like 20, 25 minutes or something, right? Yeah, and they just got shot by something, so now they're going to go on a violent rampage. Or you just wait, or someone else goes in. Like, what else can you possibly do? Now, if it was a bonobo, they could have just gone down there and jerked him off. It literally would have been like, the human baby falls in. Oh, look, it's a threesome. They're, everyone's <laughs> sucking his dick. It, and it's like, oh, three bonobos are watching from a tree, jerking off. It's, gotta, it's really like that. They have, like, threesomes. It's hysterical. Lots of the lesbian bonobo shit. threesome? And it's Aaron? like... Yeah, there's literally a photo on Wikipedia, and it reminded me that they are the... Us and bonobos are the only animals that fuck facing each other. Well, that Isn't is... Isn't that a, amazing? Yeah. By the way, that's a fault. I think other animals have got it right. <laughs> I'm just saying. What I want to know is how did dogs land that branding? Like doggy style? It's like, it's also zebra style. It's every fucking animal, but somehow dogs got, well, got their PR guy in there. We, are, we have more access to dogs than zebras. That's a good point. Do you know what I mean? Like if zebras were walking around Sherman Oaks, we might be like, well, I'm fun to fuck zebras. But what, like woolly mammoths fucked like that. Yeah, but again, way more access to dogs than woolly mammoths. I don't know where you live. What did you say, Marina? They Marina Del Rey, yeah. So they got a big woolly population down there? You'd or? be surprised. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know in West Hollywood they get some woolly mammoths. Yeah. But I would tell you that for me, I think the facing is awkward. It's just awkward because first, you, anybody, you kind of start to get a little self-conscious about what your face looks like. Yeah, and also it's like now that... Like, Amy and I are so close now, and yeah. I didn't used to think that that was possible. I literally didn't. I was like, oh, they're like a bo- they're fucking dead weight. I got to get away from my girlfriend, yeah. you know? And now my wife and I are, like, legitimately very close friends. So, but we also have a good amount of sex. Not lately because of the baby, but... How often do you have sex? Lately, it's been, like, once a week, maybe. Sometimes 10 days. Was she having sex pregnant? 
uh, until the last two or th- two months, but that was more me because I felt like my dick was touching the baby. But I know that's irrational. Yeah, that is irrational. Yeah, or maybe your baby's a bonobo. Maybe he wanted that shit. Yeah, maybe my baby wanted to think that there was an intruder that couldn't make up his mind. <laughs> but like sometimes now when we're doing like mish, yeah, I just almost want to start like talking about shit. Like we're just looking at each other and we're like fucking, and then I'm like. So what did you do like today? Like how was your day? Like because we just are like so close. That's why you shouldn't be facing each other, right? Doggy though, I'm just like looking at her ass and just pounding. But like missionary, I almost want to just be like, so thinking about this bit earlier. Like I just want to start chatting with her. When Beth's on top, right? Yeah. I sometimes and I look. Have you ever told a joke during sex? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't (laughs) help but make so like I start to just I make like. Sometimes I, I'll grab her boob and pretend like it's a stick shift, and I'm like, bam, bam. Hilarious. And she's like, that's really killing the mood for me. I'm like, I can't. Jokes are just popping into my head. All, all right. of a sudden, I'm carrot top with her tits. Yeah, I'd be like, don't t- <laughs> <laughs> Making balloon animals and stuff. Look, what is this? <laughs> be like, never silence my muse, baby. Yeah, yeah. This, this could be the joke this that could... buys us a new house, girl. <laughs> yeah. we... This meme could go viral, sweetie. <laughs> I'm coming. I. That's why. Face to face, I'm not a... Anything where I don't have to look, and so I'm not like self-conscious about what my face is doing, and and you know she makes jokes too, and I find those yeah. tougher to handle. She handles jokes better than I do. Give me an example. Well, anytime, um, like we were having sex, and she, you know it's a joke, it's a joke, but maybe we had been having sex for a little bit, and she was like, "Hey, have we started?" And I was like, "What?" That's really funny. Yeah, and she was like. Just curious. We we've started, right? And because I was I was talking a lot of shit going in. I'm like, I'm gonna fuck you. today. I'm gonna fuck you up. Yeah. And I, I'm walking. Oh, this shit is gonna be good today. Yeah. Like I'm a pound on that shit. Like a minute in, she was like, not that great. Yeah. This is like uh, that's, gonna, a, that's so funny. I know, but the male ego is so much more fragile. Yeah. As soon as you say anything about, especially about for whatever reason about the dick and sex. I don't know why it's so fragile, but we we sink. I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible. The word cunt. Yeah. And people say, you know, there's no male equivalent. Just say something about how he has sex or his dick. Right. If you if if you went online and some dude called you a cunt, and you went online, I'd be like accurate. I just y- I googled it. That is an accurate. Yeah, you're right. Description you're right, you're right. of me. But if somebody if somebody if you called somebody a cunt, right? But they came back and were like, yeah, I heard you only lasted 30 seconds in bed. You would lose your... A guy would be like, I don't fucking do! Yeah. On the surface, I'd be like, yeah, I'm efficient. And then I'd start crying, but no one could see me cry. (laughs) (laughs) I would keep my my shell up, and I would make sure that they were like... It's weird. Owen never gets mad at anything. But it, like when no one could see me, I'd be like, "I'm a fucking coward." Yeah, efficient is a good word. That's a that's a very nice euphemistic efficient. word for. But by the way, dude, you know, I never <laughs> told you it's a euphemistic word for coming fifth. Um, I I never told you like when you came on my show, the Josh Wolf show. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really know each other. I had the complete wrong idea about you. What'd you think about me? Well, and I had asked Michael Cox about it, and he was like, "No, you're wrong." And I was like, I go, because I had heard, I go, is Owen, he's not aloof at all, right? And he was like, no, he's super smart, and he's going to tell you what he thinks, but he's not aloof. I go, okay. And he's good, like, in the panel and all that stuff. And he was like, yeah, you, first of all, amazing, because you listen and you respond, but it's the last time I ever listened to other comics, because, you know, people used to call me aloof. But, like, how am I aloof? 
that's what I, that's what it was for me too. I'm a, I'm a aloof. Uh, I'm very clean. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the last time I listened to comics because I had comics. I had a comic tell me, oh yeah, 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 you know, I had heard all along that you were aloof. I'm like, aloof? Me? Yeah. And they were like, yeah, you never hang out. I'm like, oh, that's because I had shit to do. Right, and comics will put their insecurities on you a ton. Like, I'll just be standing in the improv and, like, just thinking about my set or, like, how, you know, my dick might be not as monster girthy as I need it to be at home. Right. And someone literally could look at me and be like, he's so fucking full of himself. It's you know, crazy, and I'm yeah. like, why? Because I'm not speaking. It's like, but if anyone wanted to just talk to me, I'd be like, oh, no way. I was just so lonely. I was just in my head alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm not standing by myself because I feel like I'm better. I don't have any friends. Right. I'm literally just trying to not look lonely. When you go on the road, <laughs> what, how much interaction do you do with people? Uh, none. After shows, I do a lot, uh, but I, I don't really know what to do. I can be kind of awkward. You know, I'll, I'll like talk to the rental car dude. Yeah. I'll like talk to um, Delta front desk people at the hotel. Yeah, I'll talk. I'll try. I'll get that free cookie. Yeah, try and get a second oh, cookie. I fucking love that free cookie. You got another bottle of water back there for me? Yeah, exactly. I, I, I and they're like, one. "How many room keys do you want?" I say, "I want two because I know I'll lose one." And then they like are like, "Oh, no way!" And I'm like, "Yeah." So it's not <laughs> like that great. You know, I was I was in a uh, hotel in close to Cincinnati. I was doing a show in uh, I forget. It was a Funny Bone. Uh, off Broadway, and I love the club. But we, I had booked a hotel last minute, and I had booked, uh, I I won't say the name of the hotel, but I checked in and I went up. and I don't know about you, but whenever I go into a hotel room, I always check for like bed bugs and fleas. Do you? No, I should, but I never do. I literally just, I just don't. I drop I for, to check for bugs on the carpet. I drop something hard like a book the vibration makes them jump to that are you serious yeah yeah, yeah. so if you hear like tick, 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 that means there were bugs on the carpet and they jump to the vibration. before i could even do it i had felt a couple things bite oh, my leg right oh god i go downstairs and this is a woman i had befriended on the way up and she goes uh, i go hey so i'm having problems i get a couple of bug bites and she goes you in room 415 i go what she goes, yeah, we've had a couple complaints about that. I thought we got rid of it, but like, I guess not. I go, you've had a couple complaints about the same room, and you put me in there? And she was like, yeah, but I thought we cleaned it up. I go, do you have a manager? And she goes, sure. And as soon as she said sure, I think she realized, oh, I probably shouldn't have told him right. that we put him in the bug room. I probably not, shouldn't have not given him a lawsuit <laughs> Yeah. <now. laughs> like, probably... that's an admission of knowledge. That's, that's negligence. Like, probably... you literally could sue them. Yeah. But I just insisted on a, a they pay for my Uber to my next hotel because I was I yeah called, that's fair when I called the manager out I was like and the full porn package for ten minutes for the yeah just in a different room yeah I don't want not in that room but in a different room I don't want the bugs to see what I'm into do you I, do you and I actually forgot that I wanted to ask you about this because I know you have a a, 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 a very opinionated dude and you're super smart you know what happened with the Stanford swimmer right. No. What happened? You know the dude who... No, I purposely try to like read books and stuff and not watch the news because I get too fired up. So he got six months in jail for raping an unconscious girl. Jesus. Oh. I didn't know anything about that. Oh, my God, dude. Jesus Christ. And his... During the sentencing, this is what... Did you see that, Aaron? Yeah, not not just raping, but also 
inserting something. Yeah. Oh my god. Person. Yeah. Unconscious. Yeah, and, but yeah, but a drug charge will get you ten years. This it, country's so fucked. And, and See, I, that's why I get. I'm already pissed off. But yeah. and how about this? Yeah, because there are guys in jail for weed longer than this dude. There, there's there's people with life sentences for weed. Which is, but, but this dude. Here's what. Here's the question I wanted to ask you. Okay, so uh, this dude he ran away when two people saw him. So clearly, as drunk as he was, he still knew he was doing something wrong. Yeah. You don't run away from two other college students if you don't think. His dad wrote a letter to the judge for leniency and called it. He said he shouldn't be punished for the rest of his life for twenty minutes of action. Is what he called it. Okay, my yeah, question to you. So my, I've had a lot of co- uh, talk with people on Twitter. The difference in court. I think in court, what's way more important to your freedom is not the color of your skin, but how much money you have. Uh, the only color that matters is green. I'm Do you agree with that? Yeah. O.J. Simpson cut someone's fucking head off. Yeah. And got off. Dude, Ray Lewis. 100% killed a dude in a nightclub. Or if he didn't kill him. Allegedly, allegedly. And if he didn't kill him, he was there. And yes. he got rid of his suit that he was wearing. That yeah, had, okay. totally. So you think it's money? And now, Without question. But There's no question. There is, like, if you're pulled over by a cop in a lot of parts of the country, there is a definite advantage to having white skin. Yes. But in the justice system, like, when you're in trial, it's like, who can pay for the best defense? Fact. Yeah, and, and for me, now I will say this, I think racism lands some people in in court. Right. So you, there may be a disproportionate amount of black people in court because of racism, but I think once you get there, it's- Oh, you can use your blackness. If you have money, you can, because a lot of people don't realize most of the whole trial is before it even starts. It's jury selection, and it's what uh, will be allowed in court, and that's all lawyer. So it's like you could have killed someone- and a really expensive lawyer can get the murder weapon fucking thrown out, so it's not right. even in the jur- like in the the trial. And same with um, jury selection. It's like if you're black and somehow your lawyer can get ten black people on the the uh, in the jury that side with you. That's a yeah. massive advantage. It is all money. Hundred percent money. Hundred an influence, and it's like that that that's the name of the game. But. I think across the board with everything, by the way, absolutely every part of our society right now is run by money. Yes. A hundred percent. It's a new religion. It's literally, it's a fiction created. I mean, I could go all day about this. There's a book called Sapiens. Yeah. That's fascinating. It's a, cause I'm a fan of money in the sense that it makes trade so easy because if it's like, I have a shoe, but I need a chair. You have to find someone who needs a shoe who doesn't want their chair. Which is very difficult. Right. Most people need two shoes. Exactly. And yeah. most people are pretty big fans of their chairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you get this you get yeah. this money thing going, and it's incredible. But then as things have just escalated, it's now um, a complete fiction that we base all our morality on. It's like, oh, you know, corporation comes from the Latin word corpus, which is body. And it's like a limited liability thing where no one is held accountable for their actions. They're all sociopathic entities. But why? I also feel like for whatever reason, money yeah. gives people a feeling of legitimacy in everything across the board. Like, I think a lot of people who are voting for Trump just think he's great because he's got a lot of money. So he must know what he's doing. Right. Do you know what I mean? hundred thousand percent. Yeah. And so I don't know. My big thing is I don't know how we we get out of that because money and the lifestyle is glorified 
uh, in everything that we do, right? That's why I like country music, because that's like one of the only genres that doesn't glorify money. 100%, yeah. You know, rap's like, I got all this bling, I'll fucking buy you, you know, and country's like, I got a truck that barely runs, but I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I just like my wife and my jeans. Yeah, literally. I saw it's, Zach it's Brown kinda, last like, night, his biggest song, Chicken Fried, right? Yeah. You know I like my chicken fried. Cold beer on a Friday night. The whole place is Cold going. Cold beer on a Friday night. The place yeah, is going just, bananas. Because that, that, that's, it's, it's just the, the value system of country music is so much, in my opinion, better than a lot of other genres. There's a lot of hip-hop uh, artists that aren't like that, like De La Soul and Tribe and Diggable Planets and stuff. But a lot of the pop stuff is like, it's just this constant message of you are what you have. Yeah. And it's very destructive. And it is, it's not racism to say that. It's... It's about the the fetishizing money and things. And I was raised by two college professors, which means that you're completely poor but very uh, educated. So it's a weird combo of like, I never had new clothes till I was 20, but yet I felt like I could dine with the president. But you know what? <laughs> Back it, it, not too many generations ago, yeah, two college professors of parents fuck the money would have put you in elite status because right. intelligence and education trumped everything else do you um is it crazy that the verb is trumped i know it's nuts it's nuts it's really did you see the the movie quiz show no all right i'll check then, it out then this story won't do you any good the thing about <laughs> the thing about trump that always bothers me is like i don't like when people just bash his followers because i do know a lot of people that love him and i, I know agree. why they love him i know because they're sick of being told their privilege is because they're white and they're like, we're poor and fucking fuck you. Yeah. You know, and they're like, this guy just wants to burn this bitch down. So I like that. But in the end of the day, he's uh, he he's incoherent how he speaks. And I think that is a he talks like he's a meth head. Yeah. But I also don't think we should overlook the fact that he's orange. How come? Why is that OK? Here's my here's, orange is the new black. Yeah, I guess so. Here's <laughs> Has anyone ever done that joke? That's I think kinda, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's so obvious. He he Owen, he <laughs> he's orange. OK, here's how ridiculous the things he says are. The things he says are so ridiculous. Nobody has said, hey, man, why are you orange? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like nobody's even brought. Hey, dude, uh, you're orange. So. We don't want a, the White House to look like somebody just ate a bunch of Cheetos. Yeah. So we're going to have you stay at home. And, and yeah, his, I have to say, look, if, if my, if I had, if my child acted like him, I'd be like, I, I, this, this kid is a fuck up. I've been trying to work on this new bit, but I think I'm too white to pull it off. I, I, I might just like tell someone else to do it, but it's the, uh, the liberal redneck. The liberal redneck is a dude online named Trey Crowder. Does he do the thing where he says very liberal shit and it's like, but in that on his like, porch, yeah. Donald Trump's a fucking faggot. He see that makes me laugh so hard because that's so many of my friends back home have like this, this like their opinions are liberal, but they talk in a way that the PC people <laughs> would they'd be like, Obama's a shit, all that faggy fucking diplomacy. But you, you know, know what's crazy it is it makes me laugh so hard. That's old school liberal when words weren't assigned such a, a heavy meaning. Right. Right. I, I, and that I don't like that. I I, I get if Where your do intention. You, fall? you you consider yourself uh, libertarian. I'm out. I don't. I don't. I'm just out of the whole thing. I, I you used tap to. Out? I grew up. I tapped out. I'm out. I think they're all. 
it's a sociopath contest, and I'm no, I'm no longer. It's almost like your dad being like, "You want me to beat me with a belt or a rod?" And I'm like, "I'm not gonna fucking choose. If you're gonna hit me, you hit me." Yeah, and if, <laughs> you you're, gonna, and if you're gonna use a rod, you're gonna have to fuck me. I only that's the only thing I do with. Well, I get fucked either way. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's part of that's that's all I ask in return. That's the if only you're gonna hit me, I'm getting fucked. <laughs> but it's like I just. I, I, I want as many people to be happy as possible. That's my party. I don't know who's going to do Me that. Me too, man. I just want people to be happy where it's like, oh, no one's messing with my culture. I get to live a life I want, and I'm proud of my leader. Whoever can do that, mazel tov, God bless, what fuck do you th- yeah. What do you think about the idea that, and I've, I've tried to push this a couple times, that, look, people who don't want to get along with other people and only want to live with their kind, we block off like, one state for each group. I like, and then see, everybody then they, else. They 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 start. You know, it's like Yugoslavia. Like people that look to us identical, speaking the same language with pretty much the same history, can still divide themselves. Well, what? But but if you had like racists who only just want you, like the 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 Aryan people, all those. Can yeah. you give them a state? Idaho. They got it. <laughs> <laughs> they already got it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because right. like I was, yeah. I was, I just did my hometown recently, and I'm like, the reason I know racism will never end or anyism is because we didn't have black people in my town, but we were very poor and tribal, and we treated what Catholic church you went to as like almost like racism, where it's like, oh, Saint Mary's, fuck those people. Did you I'm really? Saint Joe's guy. Yeah. How about the Jews? Did you like us? Actually, yeah, we were the only town to take in Jews in the whole country during World War II. I'm a quarter Jewish. You are? Yeah. Dad's, mo- dad's mother. Dad's mother. So your dad is Jewish. Technically, yeah. Not technically. If if Hitler comes back, he and I are on the same train. Well, I'd still be killed because uh, yes. it's the eighth rule. I think if you're an eighth, you're dead. I think you're right. But too. I'm six seven with blue eyes, so it'd be a real bittersweet kill. Do you, <laughs> it would be. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so sorry to have to do this. Yeah, but he has the blue eyes. Yes, Franz, but he's got poison in the well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. I broke it to my buddy Gavin uh, when he was thir- over thirty. He was talking about how his mom was. He said something about his mom being Jewish, and I yeah. go, "Well, oh, that means you're Jewish." And he was like, "No," nah. and I go, "Yeah," and he goes, "No," nah. and I go, "Dude, yeah, if if you're on the same train I'm on, dude, like totally, you, there's no, you may not think you're Jewish, and you can the whole time they're playing the banjo, you can tell them I'm not Jewish, yeah, 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 but guess what? You're dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like ethnically, down. for sure. I just always say technically because we're not religious, so like. I always thought Jewish was a religion, and then I'm like, oh, okay. It's people, both. It is Religion both. and culture. Yeah, so it's tricky to define it. I, You know what bothers me is that you can't, like, people get really bummed about Holocaust jokes, and they were so long ago. Like, I describe myself. So long ago. I got, I got, I got, I got, I lost a lot of weight recently, and I put some back on, but I described myself in a tweet as looking Auschwitzy. That's funny. <laughs> And people were like, no, you can't. Uh, if I'm you were like, sweaty, you could say, I'm Auschwitzing. Schwitzing, yeah. But I was like, what's the, why can't I? They're like, that's about the Holocaust. I'm like, no, I get the reference. That's, yeah, why, that's I, why I wrote it. That's why I wrote it. I'm, what my reference is, I look like a skinny Jew. Right. Which I am. Right. What I hate, <laughs> it's a great way to start a sentence, <laughs> is uh, when people no longer look at intention, they and, just look at words. Yeah. That's my biggest problem in the world. It's like, okay, you said this word, but it's like, I asked someone once, someone freaked out on me. I'm like, what's the worst thing to say? Like, um, all y'all are retarded, funny, man. Hang anytime. Or like, leave. It's like, what's worse? It's like, 
The second one's worse. Yeah. Because you not don't want to hang with those people anymore. The first one is just that's how certain people talk. Right. And it's all intention. It's like, what do you mean by what you're saying? I also think like so much is about how it was how you're raised, right? Now, if we go all the way back to somebody like Mike Vick, I am a dog guy through and through. Right. And what he did was abhorrent, and I'm glad he went to jail. At the same time, he honestly could have told you at that time that he didn't really think he un, he knew it was against the law, but didn't really think he was doing anything wrong because he was raised with dog fighting. And he professionally is a dog fighting. Uh, you know what I mean? Football, Granted, yeah. he has like a choice and everything, and I get that, but, but it's just literally people will blast his head and everyone stands and cheers. Yeah, it's a, but it's it's that's funny. I hadn't thought of that. But it's it's like a lot of it is how you were raised. Hundred percent. So, and sometimes you need to be co- re, just reprogrammed as a person. Yeah. Which he was reprogrammed. Yeah. Totally. But like you always have to look at that. There are there are racists across the country who are raising their kids to be racist. When they leave high school, racist, it's not their fault. Yeah. It's just not their fault. They just need to be reprogrammed. Totally. And you have to stop and think, what do I not like about the race? This is, I think, one of the biggest disconnects. I have a song about it where it was like, black dudes with more, more than one pit bull scare the shit out of me, but a black guy with a cell phone on his belt, I trust. That's funny. Well, you start thinking, okay, <laughs> one of the biggest problems is there isn't enough words. There's A word for race and culture is the same word, yeah. and people don't think that's going to be a problem. Where it's like, okay, am I racist because I don't like those black people, but I like those black people? It's like, no, you're culturalist and people are always going to make generalizations because it's like if not you die it's like oh so you assumed that red stove thing meant it was hot you're like yeah yeah it's a previous experience if someone has three fucking pit bulls and gold teeth there's a good chance they're going to come at me but if someone's wearing spandex and jogging in marina del rey they're not it doesn't matter what color their fucking skin is Uh, um spandex with underwear without underwear Hopefully without. I want to see that hammer. Do you? I, 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 let's be honest. When you see a dude, spandex or the tight shorts, I, and there's no underwear, I, I look. I always peep a hammer. I always, I, yeah. I just see, hey, what kind of, what's he, what's he dealing with where he has that type of confidence? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The, the, and I have the most envy for the ones with small hammers. Oh, like the belly button? No, it's like you, be, you don't even see their hammer in their, in their spandex when they're blatantly not wearing underwear. I'm like that guy. Love like gets it like he knows that he just loves himself enough where he's like yeah look at my tiny hammer I still pound <laughs> I love the guy in the spandex <laughs> who's all potatoes no meat it's just the nuts hack. just nuts that's and how my like, baby is my Walter has huge nuts and like obviously a tiny wean because well he's a, baby. he's a baby yeah but you his nuts are fucking legit Wait, do you have you ever showed his nuts off to other people have you taken have you taken a picture of his nuts and sent them to your brother. No, I should, though. Ah, uh, you definitely should. I, I mean, me and Amy have both, like, gazed at his nuts and been like, those are really legit. Were you in on the birth? No, I was landing. I, it was two weeks early, and I was doing South by Southwest. And so I had to get on, like, the first flight I could, and I landed right as he was, as she was going into, like, right as I was taking off, she was going into emergency surgery. Would you have? It was like a. It was one of the scariest things. Why emergency? Because his heart rate was dropping, so they had to um, C-section her, and it was like a nurse told me that right as I was taking off. It was fucking terrifying. They're not supposed to tell you that shit over the phone. Well, I don't know. That's the whole reason why they're not supposed to tell you that shit over the phone. Yeah, you don't fucking freak out. Spiraling. Wait, so you had to get on a plane with no contact with anybody, and the last thing you heard from your nurse was emergency surgery, heart rate. Is dropping. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so that's a three-hour flight. Yes. I, can you take me through the flight? Uh, I got on Wi-Fi, started emailing everyone. Fortunately, his her um, her mom, who's awesome, also a nurse, uh, emailed me about halfway through the flight that that everybody was hel- that it's okay. And then when I landed, I got all the confirmation. And then I just beeline there, and it was one of the greatest moment. How do you like when you hear that and then you're like, please put your portable devices away? Like, what's do you do you have something that you do to try to make you calm? I get very calm in those situations, like extremely calm. I get more heated when there's nothing happening for long periods of time. But when in like shit is bad, that's when I'm like at my calmest when I'm just like, okay. what do you think that where where do you get that from? I don't know. I really don't because it's like happened that? a lot. It's like there's there's situations I've been in that are like crazy, and that's when I'm like, all right, we gotta stay hydrated, find an exit, you know. But then later, I'm like, Ugh. can you give me an example? Uh, and, and and is your dad like that? Is your brother like that? Yeah, we're all kind of like that. My brother's now a lumberjack. I mean, he's always been a lumberjack. He's also a teacher, but I I I would always uh, joke about us and say we're war generals. They're like, when conflict kicks in, we're like, fine. But when it's peacetime, that's when it's like, so why did Trump say that? <laughs> and you just start focusing on shit that barely even affects us. But when it's like heavy duty, I, I get, you know, pretty calm. That's a great skill to have. That That's a great skill to have. I have to say, I didn't always have that. And I think I taught myself. And I taught myself when I started to have kids. I was like, oh, I need to, if shit goes down, I need to be able to fucking focus. And I started with really small things. Like, okay, so when I used to fly, I, you know, when the plane docked, you know, everyone stands up. Yeah. And I would just be like, okay, just wait, wait, wait. And I would wait until the very, what I consider to be the very last minute to get my shit together. This is like little, little stuff. And then I taught myself, slow and steady, slow, everything yeah. you do, slow, just, because I used to feel anxious, so people are going to pass me by, slow and steady. And I would start with little things like that, and generally, build, and, and gradually, I built up to now, I'm like, when things that bother me, I just train myself to go, my body goes slow and steady, because- That's great. That's really smart. I well, like how you did that. I, 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 because you know that anxious feeling you get, like, I would just be like, you don't have to rush, and when you rush, I would forget something, or- Slow and steady, slow, and that's like when they say when, when you know people in a gunfight, the people who spray all over the place, it's the person that can just calm, S- squeeze, squeeze, squeeze that trigger. Yeah. Nice and slow. I, okay, but the first example I can think of about that from my life was that when I was nine, I was a little chubby kid, and you I, said you were chubby to me, before. very chubby, and so I uh, I went to a neighbor's house to try and see what the neighborhood kids were doing. I'd, I I didn't really have many friends. I played piano all day, you know. And uh, I I looked into the garage window and I tapped on the window and I'm like, Hey, Timmy, it's Owen. And before I knew it, I just the the glass broke and he just shot me in the face. With what? With a BB gun. But the piece of glass got stuck in my eye, so blood is just pouring down my my face. And um, what? Yeah. So I just I ran home. And he didn't like you. Well, he's crazy. He's <laughs> yeah. just a crazy person. He didn't even yeah. know me. <laughs> like he just shot. He was like, fat kid, bop. <laughs> just a complete sociopath. 
And so I remember just thinking, like, it's okay. I can still only have one eye. Yeah. You know? And then so we went to the hospital, and they took the glass out, and then I had a patch over my eye for, like, three weeks. And we still didn't know if I was going to be able to see again. And everyone around me was just spiraling. And I just was very calm. I'm like, I can function with one eye. And then, like, two months later, I just started crying uncontrollably. Out of your one eye. No, now I knew I was okay. But I was like... It just everything just hit me, and I was just a I was just like hysterically crying. But it took me. There was like a huge delay. Was there any retribution? Uh, did Did you have a big brother or a little brother? Uh, big brother. And, and did no, he ever stick up for you like that? He he said he did, but I think I'm pretty sure that they had, like had beers together at the Brick Wall. Can I the Brick Wall? Is that the near Brick Jerk Wall? Mountain? No, it's it's oh. <laughs> it's uh it it protects the harbor in Oswego. My brother, my oldest brother, Adam. I'm going to have him on the podcast. So when I was in third grade, there was this big kid who used to pick on me. He used to pick me up and squeeze me. So my brother, I guess, so I was in third grade, so he was in ninth grade. And I used to come home crying. He used to pick up and squeeze me, get pick me up and squeeze me. So we're coming in from recess one day, and my brother, ninth grade, freshman in high school, he's there with one of his brother, with yeah. one of his buddies. And he walks up to the kid. He goes, listen to me. You fucking touch my brother again. I will beat the fuck out of you. Do you understand me? Don't touch my brother ever again. Yeah. See him right there? Don't you fucking touch him. And the teacher was like, I'm going to need you. And he was like, and you, if you had done your fucking job, I wouldn't have to come here and do it for you. That's incredible. Ninth grade, skip class, left. Yeah. And and, he, and left. Now, the kid uh, started to cry. And then from that day forward, nobody fucked with me. I mean, nobody. Yeah, because- my, yeah, my brother has done a couple of good brotherly laydowns like that, but that one example, I, I think he kind of just... Did he, did he come in for you a couple times, though? Oh, yeah, totally. Because he's like, he was really like a very popular kid, captain of the football team and yeah. all that stuff. And so when I was going in, he was four years older than me, so when I was going into high school, um, he, he set a great tone for me. He made my life a lot easier. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you, you know what's funny is that before, it's, I sometimes feel like my relationship with my youngest son now is getting to be you know as as kids get older i actually said this to him the other day as kids get older you know there's that that day when you go oh that's not my parent that's like a person do you know what i mean They're, interesting I, it's an interesting because for walter for a long time you're gonna be you're almost a superhero as a parent Right now, I still think that he thinks that I'm just shapes. Yeah, right now, he doesn't fucking... <laughs> anybody who throws... It's like anybody who's like, you have to come over and... I'm not coming over until they're two. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's so and, true. And they're not that interesting yeah. until they're... Until, right. They're interesting to you because they're yours. <laughs> to me, it's a fucking baby. You got to hear him shit his pants. Yeah. It's magical. Look at the picture of the three-month-old. It looks like a monkey. Right. Look, and they all look like monkeys. They all look exactly the same. No newborn is good looking except to the parents that are having... So but true. Newborn comes out and you're like, that's a fucking... If you just hand... If I was an alien and you handed me that, I'd be like, I don't want that. Yeah. What is that fucking thing? It just goes... And it's it's the it's literally there. If if you separate your love for the kid, it's they're fucking monsters. I always oh. call him a milk zombie. Yeah, because he's just like tit. Give me your fucking tit, woman. And who's more selfish than a baby? Oh my god, it's the liter- babies are the most fuck, and they're dumb. Yeah, and he's a cock block. Yeah, so let's get list all the things here. Dumb. Yes. Cock block. Noise machine. Noise. Narcissist. Huge. What's the good? None. Except if it's yours. And then you're like, oh, I like that little the fucking. The best. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> has, I'm have, like, he's just dominant. 
No, but he's he's uh, he shit on me in the bathtub. That's not good. It's a good yeah. time. I had um... now that's the only thing that can get me off. <laughs> <laughs> If the Hilton doesn't have that that porn, yeah, no, it doesn't. But your laptop does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> I actually sometimes I will try to find the most disturbing porn I can, just to see: Am I into this? How about how positive all the comments are compared to YouTube on porn? Yeah, you go to Pornhub; it's all like great scene, guys. Yeah. Wow. Names? Anyone she, know her name? She's hot. Yeah, and I'd like just, to send her a gift. And then, like on YouTube, it's like this nine-year-old's a fucking bitch who can't play Bach. By the way, fucking dick. I put a joke up online. It's um, it's a joke about my son asking me for sex advice, and part of it, which is a very funny part of it, I will say it's the ending of it. So it's and I've used it as a closer. So I can. I'm not saying conceitedly that it's conceitedly. Is that a word? No, for you it's just accurate, my okay. man. Okay, I'm not saying that's it, how good you are. I'm not being conceited. I'm saying that's the closer part of it. So I yeah. know that it's works. It's a fucking killer. Okay. Somebody wrote. God, mm. you're being so aloof right now. Somebody. <laughs> somebody wrote. This will be the last YouTube comment I ever read. Somebody wrote that last bit. That that last part of the bit was really funny. Seems like something Bill Burr or Louis C.K. might have wrote. So he's saying that he thinks it's too funny for me. That's hilarious. So it must be somebody else's joke. Dude, I, well, it's I just mean, a- are you fucking... That's the comment? Mm, seems like it might be too funny for him. Yeah, that, that isn't something he can pull <laughs> off. <laughs> it's just going to be the other two names that I just will the just The other say white guys that I kind of... Mm, that everyone told me are the best. Yeah. Although they are... Pretty fucking great. Fucking great. great oh my but God, they're pretty great. There's so many comics. I obviously won't give examples because I don't want to be a dick, but there's so many comics over the years that people are like, this is my favorite comic just because BuzzFeed told me that yeah. today. Fortunately, Louie and Bill are actual murderers, but a lot of times I watch Bill pop Burr. culture gets it wrong. I agree. It, like the, the, anytime you see 10 comics to watch, don't. Don't. Um, I watch Bill Burr at the- at My the, favorite comic alive right now. I have to tell you, Half the time I watch him, I feel terrible about being a comedian. Because yeah. I'm like, I will. what he just did to this room, I will never do. I will never. What he just and did. And he's so honest about oh, himself. Like, like, you look at him and you're like, you are not pandering at all. No. And then when you know him at all, I'm, I kind of know him. Like, I've played hockey with him. We've had some dinners. Like, I, I'm friendly blow with jobs? him. Blowjobs? Any blowjobs? Uh, a couple of uh, bonobo jerks under a table. Could you? <laughs> but it's like, that is him. And that's like, you're just like, holy shit. He's just saying that. Like, his domestic violence bit. Amazing. Is, the, the, I don't think people understand the balls it takes to do a topic that crazy and that honestly and make it work. But you know what? That's what makes it work. Because if you have a hint of non-truth in there, if the audience sniffs out... Absolutely, man. Right? If you if they sniff out, oh, they're doing this to get a reaction, or this is just somebody who's writing something they think is going to be edgy, this is what this man thinks. It's what I've always said about Joe Diaz. When you watch Joey, it's hard to get offended by what he says because it's 100% it's truth. That's how I am with friends. It's like if someone's honest about their nature, it's so hard for me to judge them. Like, yeah, I agree. It's like, yeah, so what? Matt killed a dude. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It- but he really meant it. <laughs> like I, I did Joey's <laughs> podcast recently, and I ate an edible. How high were you? Well, this you're gonna love this story. So I'm, I go on the podcast, we're smoking some weed, and then he's like, he has an edible, and I'm like, oh, I'll hang, let's do this. And so I eat one, 
and uh, and I go to eat another one, and he goes, "No, dog, that's trust me." And I've like heard him on um, Rogan, yeah, and and they always talk about how he he never really does that. He always like lets people get fucked up, yeah. And so, because I didn't realize that it was um, the stars of death, star of death. That's a hundred milligrams. Yeah, and plus so, you smoked. Plus a lot. We smoked like for an hour. Do you? Are you a big smoker? I, I smoke enough where I thought that I could hang, but it's like a different league. It's, it's a like, whole different. Yeah, it's like being like, oh, I box sometimes at Crunch. Okay, welcome to the MMA. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so this is the funny <laughs> part of the story. Is, He's the heavyweight champ. Oh, it's and he had like six. And so we're on the podcast. We're we're talking, and I start realizing that I I can no longer speak. Right, mm-hmm. and we're talking about a topic, and I'm literally like, I want to have things and so i i just go hey man can i grab some air and he's like yeah dog definitely get some air and then i i went outside and i just never came back you never went back no what happened to you i couldn't feel my legs and then i was like i can't go back in there because they they're gonna know i can't speak and so i started walking around and then i figured out i i couldn't i didn't remember how to get back and so then (laughs) the next day on twitter like Literally, like, a thousand people were like, are you okay, man? Did you fucking die? Because it's like, and it was, I guess people really enjoyed the podcast. Yeah. You could genuinely know that you watched someone completely They're bl- melt down. Their like, brain stopped. My brain stopped worrying. And then everyone was like, you saw the devil's dick. And I'm like, I did. I saw the devil's <laughs> How'd dick. How'd you get home? I drove. But I, <laughs> but I, uh, I chilled for a bit, though. I, I went to a park. And, and hung for a while. Yeah, you got high and went to a park. I have to tell you, that happened to me recently. I, I did Doug Benson's Getting Doug With High, the yeah. 420 show. And I'm sitting on stage. And at one point, I'm sitting on stage and I think to myself, I don't think I've said anything in a half an hour. <laughs> yeah. And then I opened my mouth to try to say something. And what came out was, hi. And so I was like, funny. oh, I'm going to have to tap out. I'm going to have to tap out like right now. It happens to the same thing happens to me. I get so quiet when I get too high. That You know, I'm the only person when I, uh, 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 I don't know if you ever did Coke. Coke used to make me quiet. Me too. Well, I have a prescription for Adderall and it's like, I try not to take it too much because you get kind of used to it and then you're like, oh, geez, I'm used to it. Right. It, it mellows me out because it's like if you actually are hyper, Coke, Adderall, those things actually make you more calm and it's oh. like- with people that don't have ADHD or any of that shit, it makes them think they have a reality show idea and a fucking business plan. Wait, does that mean I might have ADHD? Hundred thousand. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like, it really just chills me out. Totally, because it it makes your brain focus. Like huh. stimulants, you're like, oh, now I can actually focus on one thing without jumping around like a psycho. Wait, can I tell you something, Aaron? That explains a lot about this podcast. Why I can't stay on one topic ever. Yeah, it- but a lot of creative people have ADHD. Yeah. I, by the way, I, I don't think it's this, for most people, this terrible affliction that needs to be doused. I 100%. Like, The Onion once had an article that said, Ritalin cures the next Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the funniest headlines. That one and why do these faggots keep sucking my dick are the two funniest headlines I've ever seen at The Onion. Why do all these faggots keep sucking my dick? I mean, I keep trying to gently brush them away, and I wear intimidating leather masks. Uh, I have to tell you, you know, that's uh, the Onion has consistently over the years. You think at some point in time, oh, they're gonna, they're they're gonna run out of funny. They they never run out. They of funny. never run out of funny. Yeah, one one said, man, uh, man makes his apartment very safe for women. 
I don't know why, but that just made me laugh so hard because it's like, if anyone ever has to say like, come over, it's really safe for women. Yeah. It means that it's not safe for women. Do you know what's funny? Is there, there, there was a, uh, okay, there was a, uh, a woman that I'm trying to get on the podcast. And so I sent her a message online and we don't know each other. We just follow each other in one yeah. of those, right? And I was, I sent her a private message and in the private message I wrote, you know, you, I'd love for you to come on the podcast, blah, 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 blah. And then I almost sent a message. That, by the way, this is not a creepy invite, you know. But as soon as I said, if I write this isn't a creepy invite, it's a creepy invite. Right. Do you know what I mean? If I write this, I'm not going to. It's like when people always say no homo to me when they're yeah. like, hey, you're so good at the piano and you're, pre you're a pretty handsome guy. I mean, I'm not gay or anything. I'm yeah. like, you're gay. Yeah. By the way, I, I don't say no homo. I say all homo. Me too. I go full blown. Yeah. I'm like, if you won't look at me in the eye when we're both masturbating, you're gay. Uh, you listen, I just need to see exactly your... <laughs> I need to see what your face looks like right before. It's only gay if you come first. Can I tell you something? Okay. If you're batting cleanup, you're straight as an arrow. So I had a friend I went to college with, and um, we were in Mexico. And he was drunk. And he was like, hey, I'm, picking, I'm taking this girl back to the room. And we just saw them walking out. And I was like, hmm. He's got a hooker. So we, we wait for him, and he comes running back downstairs. Just fucking, oh, my God, dude. He looks a fucking mess. I'm like, what's going on? He was like, we're up there, man. And she's blowing me. And, you know, she's got her skirt on. I uh -oh. paid for a blowjob. Uh-oh. And I just, I'm going to, you know, she's, he said I reached around to kind of. And, and. Mm -hmm. He said I reached down <laughs> over her back to just to grab, you know, to play with her pussy dun, a little dun, bit. Dun, 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 and he dun, was dun, like, <laughs> and she had balls. I'm like, well, yeah. first of all, don't say she had balls because he had balls. Right. And I go, what happened? He was like, I couldn't fucking believe it. I, I grabbed her head and I go, you fucking balls. And she goes, I thought you knew. And he was like, and this whole argument, this fucking, you got it. You got this fucking, I should fucking kill you. And, um. I asked him, I go, did you let her finish? And he was like, I paid for it. Oh, <laughs> that's so funny. And I go, what? And he goes, this is, and by the way, this is why I love my friends. Because he was like, you know what? Because I have the same attitude. He was like, I got to tell you, I know I'm not gay, but I thought she was a girl the whole time. So I was hard. And I said, and now that you knew it was a boy, he was like, stayed hard. He was like, it was actually. Yeah, I was, was actually hard by like. Yeah. Yeah. Know, he was how like, impressed I was by yeah. how he well said, she concealed those balls. He said, stayed hard. And he was like, and this is, he goes, I don't, I'll never do it again. It's not like I'll go out looking for dudes again. I was like, whatever. But he said, um, <laughs> it's like, he, I'm not moving to Las Palmas and Melrose anytime soon. Yeah. <laughs> he said, uh, he was like, but at the end of the day, he was like, I just wanted to know, how do I know I don't like it? That, that is my attitude about almost everything. Totally. How do I know? I don't, when I, 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 I told this, uh, I told this story a couple weeks ago, but I, I got a job for a day at a phone sex and, but what I didn't know going in is that it was all, it was only dudes calling and the guy was like, Oh, so do you want to quit? And I was like, well, how do I know? I don't like it. Right. Maybe I have gay ears. Yeah. Maybe my ears are like, maybe my ears want the D. Yeah. Who maybe knows? you're good at cracking the code of a man who just wants to whack off to another man. I wasn't, but I was willing to give it a shot. <laughs> I was willing to give it a shot. And that's the thing. Like, I, I that's why and we go back to fear. Yeah. Fear is the fucking great 
equalizer. It makes it, it, it stops people in their lives from doing so many things that they, who knows if you're going to like it or not. And at the end of the day, even if you don't like it, put that experience in your fucking back pocket. Totally. 100% be, agree. I think it's it, as important to find out what you don't like as it is to find out what you like. It's, by the way, just the same thing on stage. There are times when I'll try something on stage and I'm like, I don't think it's going to work. But, or not like a joke, but like sitting down for an hour. Or, do you know what I mean? Something yeah. like that. Speeding up my, the way I talk, being a little loud or whatever. And I'm like, I don't think it's going to work. But how do I know? How that's, do I what, know? that's why I do why didn't they, my podcast, Why Didn't They Laugh? Because yeah. it, it'll break down... Me trying jokes in different cities in different ways with different tags, and it'll show like almost the engineering behind it, where it's like, why didn't they laugh at this? And then I just make it a different tone or add it like you know, it's yeah. because there's no Asians in the crowd. You know, it's all these like little things. It's like, do Asians come out to your show? You get you a big Asian in guy? Seattle. I, you know, I was on Sullivan and Son, which was Steve's oh, that's Korean. Right. So I had some Asian uh, heat for a little bit. Asian heat, you know. I used but to... I I agree with you though about the uh, about like just try something and see if you do or don't like it. Yeah, because well, the fear of it is almost way worse. Because then you start making it, and that's why I think comics have such a an interesting way of looking at politics. Because we travel so much to places that no one travels to. Yeah, like people travel, but it's always a destination: Vegas, New York City, Hawaii. You know, you go on vacation, you Dayton. Don't... Yeah, you don't go to Dayton on vacation. Yeah, no. So it's like dudes like us will be like, we just performed for San Francisco, Montana, Miami, and Canada in the same week. So we have a pretty nuanced opinion of guns. And how people feel about them. Right, because it's like, I get why people are crazy anti-guns if you live in a city with trolley cars. Yep. And I get why you're very pro-guns in a city where uh, 911 response time is 90 minutes and there's wolves. Yeah. So it's like comics get to see the nuances of like human nature in a way that a lot of other people don't because we will dive into those uh, cultures so intensely. Well, we really see every person and every opinion and every race, creed, and color. We see them all at yeah, our shows. Totally. But you know what? What? Why that is for me? It fills my heart a little bit. Is because I find that as divisive as everything is in this country. I also see all those people in one room together laughing. 100%. That's why I do this. That's why I love it. Because you see all the things that connect us is vastly more than the things that divide us. Do, where, you, do you consider yourself to have a good work ethic? Yeah. I'm a quarter Jewish, bro. Yeah. No, but I also like worked a lot of blue-collar jobs, so yeah. I think I, I, I attack uh, this career as if I was a janitor, which is just like... You know, do put in hours every day, even if you're not getting paid, you know? Well, I, I find that th that's one of the things that, you know, and I, when you had people challenge and you had me send you things to write jokes about and all that stuff. Like, yeah. You, oh, yeah. You guys got to watch 60 Minutes, 7 Days, Josh. Yeah. Jenner. You really challenge yourself at this job more than other people. And your fear of not doing well, and I don't want to say bombing because. I bomb sometimes. But, but, but what. Like, where do you get that fearlessness from? Because I think, by the I, way... I am fearful. I just, uh, you know, I was raised in a, in a town and a family that just embraced conflict and the growth that comes from it. Like, my mom is very, like, hippie-ish, and she's like, if the roots don't rub against the soil, they can't expand. You know, she always welcomed conflict. And What do you think, what, what do you think comes out of conflict? Uh, knowledge, experience, people become closer. I think sometimes hashing things out, 
um, letting people argue, letting people fight. That's why culturally I relate more to Jewish people than Catholics because I, I was trying to work on a bit about it, but that, that's the problem with a lot of these cities is there isn't enough of everyone to get what I'm saying. Yeah. But it's almost like um, Catholics would end every sentence with a period and Jews end every sentence with a question mark. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, well, do you think it? Th and then you talk about it. It's based in debate. Right. And my dad's a rhetoric professor. So it's like, well, this is what you think. This is what I think. Let's hash it out. And then so many people are so scared of that conflict because I was also raised kind of Catholic where you put a dollar in the basket, you keep your fucking mouth shut. Do you ever take a dollar out of the basket? No. I never put any dollars in the basket, though. <laughs> hey. I just went straight up neutral. Do you want to take a phone call? Yes. Let's take a phone call. Hey, what's your name? Where are you calling from? You're on with Josh and Owen. Oh. Hi, Justin. Hey, guys. It's Justin from Nashville. How are you? Hi, how are you? Hey, this is Justin from Nashville. Hey, Justin. Justin is... Hey, oh, Owen. How you doing, man? Good. Uh, what's going on, man? Not too much. I wanted to, uh, to call in. I'll tell you what, man. I didn't know who you were before tonight. You are hilarious as shit. You hear that, Josh? He didn't even know who you were before tonight. I know, but he thinks I'm, I'm hilarious as shit. You're <laughs> <laughs> doing man. a great job, Josh. <laughs> Yeah, Owen's a funny, funny guy. Thanks, bud. And his podcast is very—I love your podcast. It's one of the few podcasts I listen to. Thanks, man. Yeah, I really like it. Um, do you have a, a question or comment for Owen? Just, I get, just a comment, man. Like honestly, I've watched every episode live, and to see the dynamic that not only the two of you have, but Owen, like you're just—you're legitimately there. Like you're that one person that is always on top of it, knows what he's talking about, and genuinely a funny guy. I'm sitting here and I'm laughing my ass off, so thank you. I, I'm really excited to check out your podcast. And, oh, uh, thanks, man. Pre that's really sweet of you. I appreciate that. You know what's funny is that I, I, I don't think that people give, because there's a lot of dick jokes associated with comedy, Yeah. but I, think, I don't think people give comics and humor enough credit when it comes to the intelligence folder yeah someone once was like how come you do so many dick references i go because if i didn't it's a ted talk yeah exactly <laughs> look john oliver <laughs> and john stewart two of the brightest yeah funniest legends. dudes out there but john stewart's show was full of dick jokes well yeah totally because that's that's what bases it and then you can go off on some crazy tangent and what we we're talking about also about unifying people a lot of it is just speech patterns. You know, I just read this uh, book about what, how you speak, what it says about your class and society. Really? And it's the, that people judge that on a subconscious level more than anything else. Your ver how you speak. Yeah, like just using ain't or wa like walk-in versus walking or like all these little cues that says like, where are you from? Like how, what's your, how much money do you have? I will tell you, ain't, when someone says to me, if they start a sentence, I ain't, I'm out already. Right. I am. I'm like, oh, I, I'm. Like, I ain't listening. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. You ain't neither. I ain't either. And so, like, if you're going to do, um, especially being like a white dude, I try to not do as many, like, hard concepts on stage because I just know it makes people uncomfortable. So right. that's why I try to, you know, do traffic, dogs, relationships, shit that doesn't, because it, it just doesn't put up those barriers. Maybe a half hour in, I'll, I'll start touching on stuff, but not up, up top. You know what's funny is that, and I was just telling somebody this. They said they asked me about why don't you do? There's a joke that I've been closing with on the road, and they're like, "Why don't you do it in town?" And I said, "Because it's a 25 minute story, and even if I cut it down to 20, 
you need to know me for 40 minutes before I tell that joke. Yeah, totally. Does that make sense? 100%. Like, so, some people, you, you're, you like me enough and you know me enough to where some of the jokes now make sense that wouldn't make sense 30 minutes earlier. Yeah, and I'm still in the position of, I still have to cold sell. It's kind of like what the caller was talking about. He's like, oh, and you're really funny, but I didn't know who you were. I get that a decent amount. And like, sometimes I get all insecure. And Amy was around me recently when someone said that at a club where they're like, that was one of the best shows I've ever seen, but I I didn't even know who you were. And I'm like, well, I've had three specials. I was on a sitcom for three years. I've done Fallon. I've done one. And, and Amy just goes, just be an underdog. Like, let, just be like, oh, thanks. Now you know me. I hear it every week. And it's like, I, I used to get so insecure about that where I'm like, I, you know what I've accomplished? And I, then I'm like, but who cares? They're giving you a compliment. Let them, let them be like, oh, I just discovered this dude. He's really funny. And I not look at- have to always be like, Adam Sandler told me I was funny <laughs> in 2004. Listen. I look at it all the time as a huge positive because you've converted somebody. Justin, you know, you were, are you still here? Yeah, man. You were at the live, by the way, that live podcast in Nashville with Michael Cudlitz is gone forever. They messed it up. Except for in my memory, Josh. It'll always live. I love Nashville. But I'll tell you, after that show, there were a lot of his fans there and they basically said, I had no idea who you were. But we really enjoyed it, and we'll listen to the podcast from now on. That's awesome. And for me, that look, I know just judging by how many followers you and I both have on social media, and there, in the grand scheme of comics, there are a lot of people who know who are known by a lot more people than I. Yeah. So all we can do every day is try to convert some. Totally. So for me, it's a complete positive. I usually convert dudes, because <laughs> here's why. I'm. I, I'm trying, man. <laughs> <laughs> I convert dudes because my fan base is built from Chelsea. Yeah. So I get a lot of guys who come and be like, I fucking hated you. My wife made me watch a show. Fucking hated you. But you're all right, man. You're fucking, you're all right. So funny, dude. Yeah, I, that's why I'm, I'm converting the bros. Yeah, you know I, who t- I, I be? try to get more bros, too. Because of my piano, I, I get way more female and followers. You're, and you're handsome as fuck. I'm dece. I'm handsome for a comic. Would if you, you put me in a in a baseball uniform, I'm like a six. It, <laughs> <laughs> you throw me in the Yankees, I'm barely. I'm like the last month in the calendar. But as a comic, I bring a lot of heat. Yeah, we should do a comic calendar. Well, you're the most chiseled comic, so you're. That's why you're pushing the calendar. No, no, no. I, I would dress. I would. I would dress. Uh, I would as a furry. I like that. I like where this is going. We should we could do we could make a comic calendar and, and find a charity we like. Yeah, I'm in. I saw that picture of you and Josh Adam Myers. You guys are fucking chiseled. Yeah, but he's like fifteen years younger than me. He should be chiseled. He's a kid, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't he? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 don't, know. I don't it's hard he, to tell. He might be one of those sneaky old dudes. So he's a sneaky old Jew, is what he is. <laughs> I can't tell who's old or young anymore since Kale came on the scene. By the way, didn't that used to be a garnish? It used to show off the cheese. Yeah, didn't it? it used yeah. to be a fucking garnish. Yeah. I mean, and now all of a sudden it cures cancer. Yeah, and by the way, how when's, did when's how, parsley make it? It's coming. What back? about spinach? Tastes better. It's better for yeah, you. Not anymore. No. When the fuck did kale get a better PR agent? Don't you ever say spinach is better than kale here in California. Someone's gonna fuck you up. I think spinach is way better than kale. Are you gonna tell me that rice is better than quinoa? And someone's gonna fucking fight you. It is better, and it also <laughs> didn't bankrupt Peru's economy. What? What are you talking about? Well, uh, quinoa, like when it started surging hard in Whole Foods, mm-hmm. 
it made it so valuable that a lot of these like small farmers had to go out of biz in Peru. It's kind of fucking sad. You know what else borders you up on uh, hipster is you said biz sesh. Mish. Abreve. I'll even abbreviate the fucking word abbreviate. Yeah, that 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 puts you hipster adjacent. I, think. I know. I'm definitely hipster adjacent. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that puts you hipster adjacent. I think not in a terrible way, but it. it puts no, I'm you accepting in the it now. I think I hate the people the most that are pretending to be what I actually am, and they're dickheads about it. It's the guys who wear the wool skull caps in the valley in July, and you're like, dude, I know you're a hipster, but you're fuck. You're sweating, like the yeah, amount it's like, of where's, sweat where's pouring the, off your face. Where's the ski slope, bro? If you want to wear your wool cap in the valley in December, I'm okay. Yeah. See, I'm hipster adjacent, so I would be the December guy. They're like deep into August. Oh, they're wearing them right now. Yeah. Did you, by the way, okay, so there was- You should wear a, a wool yarmulke. I have a wool yarmulke. Are you serious? No. That'd be amazing. I do have a yarmulke with my initials on it, though. That's awesome. But, you know, my initials are JW, so I just drew with a G. E in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My dad hated that. He was like, you're not wearing that. I'm like, it's my initials. He's like, no. It's so funny. It says Jew. I'm like, no, it doesn't. It's just, I don't know. I, 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 I think the word Jew, like some people, some people think... I did a college, this is the last college I ever did, where I said Jew on stage, and they ooed me, and they said it's offensive, right? Jesus. Okay, but but Jew seems to be the one, because it's cultural, too. For whatever reason, I I don't know how that can be taken. It's almost like a Warshock test, like the inkblot test, where it's like, if you think Jew is offensive, that's on you. It's like, yeah. what does that say about you and how you view shit? Because I means you hate Jews, or you're very like you think everyone hates you and you're Jewish, like because that also happens. Like some people think that there's a lot more people against them than there really are. Like I know people that are like, oh yeah, uh, these Jews, and they're like, whoa, it's like, should I say these Jewishes? <laughs> like what? Like what's the right word? It's one thing there is pejorative terms that for sure make you a dick, and some people, um, it's almost like the hatred is in your eyebrows with the word Jew, where it's like Jew or Jew. It's it, like how where your eyebrows it, are at. It's also the word that comes before Jew. If you say dirty. <laughs> or fucking. Yeah, fucking Jew. Fucking or dirty Jew. Jew. Or smelly Jew. Yeah. Stinky. Stinky Jew. There are the ones with the... with the Payas? Pay, those guys have a little bit of an aroma. They do, because they also are wearing those big cheese hats. Cheese hats, wool suits at all times. Yeah, they're sweaty. So they're big. And, and by the way... Nice guys, though. No. I was just trying to be positive. Those are not nice. Those are not. Those are the Jews. You know, that guy, look, when I was talking about bar mitzvah, getting my son a bar mitzvah, and I was talking to this dude who used to, I don't know, I, we've had a lot of, my wife and I have a lot of weird, uh, we used to buy rugs. We've had a lot of weird jobs. We used to buy rugs on Fairfax. Yeah. From Abraham. And Abraham would give us good deal. Yeah. Oh, this is straight from Iran, buddy. Straight from Iran. I'm like, yeah. yeah. How much can I get for it online? He was like, mm. and he would give us a price. I'm like, okay. And so we'd split with him, right? So we had this rug business, but we used to sell. So we'd buy from Abraham at price and sell them online. But we used to go to this Jewish dude who also might've been named Abraham, which is weird. Yep. And he named this first time I'd ever heard the word Shlomo where his kid's name was Shlomo. And I thought he was kidding. I go, oh, you had a baby. He goes, yeah. And I go, what's his name? He goes, Shlomo. And I was like, ah, like, like Slomo. That's funny. I go, but what's his name? He was like, Shlomo. That's a, it's a Jewish That's name. That's hilarious. And I was like, oh. 
Be like, my kid's name's Fast Forward. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I have to tell you, like, the Hasids, the, the, when I was talking to him about Bar Mitzvah and Jacob, he was like, why? And I said, well, he wants to say he had Bar Mitzvah. He goes, he's not Jewish. His mother's not Jewish, right? I go, yeah, but he was raised Jewish by me, and I'm Jewish. He was like, he's not Jewish. He's not even, like, I wouldn't even discuss it with him. And he was talking to me like, basically, my son was a piece of shit. And I was like, so, so what you're saying is, we're both Jews. And he was like, you're not really Jewish. And so he didn't consider me Jewish that either. That happens in so many communities. It, it's so funny. Like, black people do the same thing with each other based on skin tone. But it's so bizarre. It's fucking insane. Listen to Mexicans talk about Guatemalans. It'll change your whole worldview. Uh, listen, I have a uh, there. I have a neighbor who she's like this peace, love, granola. Right. She smells like patchouli. Yeah. I mean, she's outside, meditates. But ask her about Armenians. Oh, she gets pissed. Oh my god. And then ask Armenians about Turks. Oh my god, you ask this woman. She's like. It's so nice. You smell a flower today. Do you want a flower today? <laughs> and she's like this really nice woman, and she's so just of the earth and just like love everybody. But you just say, because there were a couple, there were a bunch of Armenians who moved in a street, our street, and she's like, fucking Armenians. Why? I mean, you, she first of all, they hate us. They fucking hate us. And you know what else? She was like, I tell you what. I think they would kill all of us if they could. If they could, they'd kill all of us. I'm so like, so weird because I like Armenians. I have no opinion one way or the other. I judge by who's I judge standing based on in front one of me. Guy. Yeah, I have one Armenian friend, Vahe Papazian. Awesome. Spell dude. it. No chance. Spell spell Vahe. V a h e, Vahe. Vahe. Papazian. I a, my buddy, I, I, I first Armenian I ever met was a guy named Gary Sarkozian, and he, and he pitched on my baseball team in college. And um, I didn't really understand. He was like, he always tell me I'm only a Marian, an Armenian girl. But the reason he sticks out to me is because he used to shave. He was a pitcher, and he would shave his pubes before he pitched because it made him more aerodynamic when he lifted his leg up. Hilarious. So he, there was always be a pile of pubes by his locker before he pitched. Well, I know like, what Armenians are. They're genocide hipsters because they're like, yeah, well, we were genocided 30 years earlier in World War One, bro. Genocided? I don't even think that's a word. Genocide? But I feel like they do have this chip on their shoulder that no one really has talked about the Turks. They well, hate the Turks. They hate the Turks? Yeah, because the Turks killed like a million and a half of them, like straight up cold blood World War One. Well, then, the, the, but the rest of them just moved to Glendale, so everyone's they did. good. And, then, and now they just count money for a living outside of a coffee bean. <laughs> like, that's their job, apparently. <laughs> and you know what else? When I, when I moved to L.A., um, did you ever go to the, like, you, where'd you, when you moved here, where'd you live? Uh, I lived on Fuller, right near Runyon. Okay, so I lived down near Poinsettia Park. Awesome. And I would go and watch the old Russian dudes play chess. I used to live right there. I lived on a, a, a Vista and... I, I lived on that street. On Vista? Yes. Right near next the to the Russian... Near the Guitar Center. Yes. Near, yeah. So, by the way, there were always hookers. When I first moved there, there were a bunch of hookers. And my mother was like, you're living near the hookers. And I said, Mom, that's the safest place to live. Yes. It's well lit, and there are cops. Right, they they're not going to go to a place where they're going to get murdered. No, this is where they're. It's where they think they can get money, and where they think they're going to be somewhat safe. Yeah. By the way, and that but Denny's there's still some pervs. Yeah, there's still some pervs. Uh, but but in that Denny's, did you were you there when that Denny's was there, or had it already been torn down? So that it, it, it was next to the Guitar Center, and it was like a. But the Denny's is where the pimps used to hang out. Really, the pimps and the hookers were so it, late night. There was all drunk Hollywood and pimps and hookers. It was. And my brother, there was this pimp my brother used to always buy breakfast for. He's like, man, I like your style. 
And he would always be like, when you go in there, he's like, I'm going to get that for you. Thanks, motherfucker. That is so yeah. great. <laughs> what it, was, he all, was it like purple fur and shit? No, he just liked the way he dealt. You know, he's, he, my brother thought he felt he was, if you listen to this podcast, you know my, I'm referring to my brother who went to jail for selling drugs. Yeah, see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, six months for a sleeping rape, but your brother's in jail for fucking drugs? Or was in jail? By the way, That's he, insane. He, it's so funny. He, my brother would tell you right now, he thinks he did nothing wrong. Now, he understands he broke the law, but he still thinks he did nothing wrong. It's such an amazing... He's also the dude who was one class away from getting an engineering degree, but it was an art. It was like an elective. And he was like, I don't think I should. He told his counselor, I don't think I should have to do that. And the guy was like, well, just take it. It was his final semester. Yeah. Just take it so he can graduate. My brother was like, I'm not taking it. It's not, I've done all my engineering courses and more. Why do I have to take this? He was like, everybody has to take an elective. You have to take this. My brother was like, no. And he was like, you know you're not going to get your diploma, right? And he was like, that's fine. And he was like, okay. I would love your brother. You would actually love my yeah, brother. Yeah, that sounds amazing. That's exactly. And, and so he, he, he'll tell you. And he, he got out of jail and went back to jail because he went to probation. I'm retelling a story I'm sure people have heard. But, but he, because he told me one day, the probation officer didn't remember my name. And he's got a stack of folders. What am I fucking doing there? He was like, I'm not going back. And I was like, mm. he was like, they'll never know. And three days later, I'm back in jail. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> that, but that's the dude if shit went south. Because I, I was a World War II history major. So yeah. it's like, I always would ask myself, if tyranny was upon us would i be the dude who was like something's fucked up here i'm out your brother would have been one of the guys that would have made the right call i want to tell you something right now my brother i would agree with you 100 percent. my brother also has that extreme calm that you have extreme calm when shit goes sour like he's the dude that you want standing there because he thinks clearly doesn't panic he's and my brother is a complete i i would take a bullet for other people guy like awesome. he's like at the same time he has no problem he think if, if he hadn't gotten arrested he'd be like of course i'd still be selling cocaine. yeah he has a very defined sense of right and wrong yeah yeah it, it, because he sees the hypocrisy in it he's like you're not arresting walgreens yes they sell fucking way more drugs that was one of the things he said to me he was like but you're gonna tell me that like the doctors who prescribe xanax to people even though they know they shouldn't be even though they and it's legal but they're over-prescribing these people. They're not drug dealers? He said, of course they're fucking drug right. dealers. So if I had a prescription pad, this cocaine is now okay? What he's rebelling against is doing things for compliance. Because that's why people in power do these things. Same with the TSA. Like, take your belt off and shit. Yeah. It's to put you in a, in a situation where you're complying to something absurd. And that allows people to have even more control over you. I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. It's really weird. It's a psychological trait. That's why I like waiting rooms. There's all these like power games and stuff like with, uh, I'm not in the world, but I've like read a lot of books about it. Like the, the big, um, I, it's blanking now, but in, in the big banking world of like massive sums of money, like they have psychiatrists or psychologists that'll like set up uh, a waiting room to make sure that someone becomes beta before they even take a meeting. Where it's Explain like you have that. this, like, uh, let's say it's a 4 p.m. meeting. They make sure that they wait till 4:10. They make sure that they're like seated in a way. They make sure that they have to ask for something. Lauren Michaels crazy. is notorious for that. A lot for of those big alpha people are very, very much like he's that. He's notorious for making people wait hours in that waiting room before they go in an audition. Yeah, it's like it's like uh, a lot of people don't understand hazing, like hazing a fraternity or something. And it's like I understand it because it's it's. 
you make someone do something that clearly isn't in their best interest yeah. and there's no positive outcome just to show that someone else is dominant over you. I think that's what the wedding uh, engagement ring is. That's the same thing about anal. 100%. Yeah. I was in I was fine with the the engagement <laughs> ring because I saw for what it was. Yeah. It's like I'm willing to spend thousands of dollars on something with no value so that you know when we have a baby that's screaming I won't leave. Where like, are I'm you with compliance. anal? Same thing. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I let her fuck me in the ass whenever she needs me. I mean, listen, it's not a terrible <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> how, funny, how funny would it be the guy that assumes you mean his ass? <laughs> like when you're like with By anal, way, it's like, yeah, I'll let her, you know, if she really needs to. If I'm like drunk, she can totally put something in my ass. When you assume that they're talking about your ass, that means your ass has been the ass before. It's on the market. Yeah. I, you know what's funny? I, I actually had a girl ask me once that I was dating. She was like, would you ever let me um, put a strap on on and fuck you in the ass? And I was like, no. Right. And she was like, but you don't mind a finger in the ass. I go, no, that's that's fine. And she was like, but what's the difference? I go, the difference between a dick and a finger? <laughs> well, a lot. A ton. A lot. Yeah. But also, let's just go back. I go, first of all, I'm not, it's just, there's just something about, I, the, it's not appealing to me. In the least, None. in the least, on, on so many different levels. But she asked me a question. She was like, do you think it's not appealing for you on a pleasure scale or on a power scale? And I went, huh. I'm I like, you can mime it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want to pretend you're banging me? Yeah, go for it. I yeah. just don't want something in my ass. Yeah, I was like, I think it, and I told her, I go, I think it's both. I think pleasure scale, I'm not going to like it at all. It doesn't, I, I can tell you that the the finger, it, I'm I'm happy with. All good. Systems go. But I've had people try a second finger, and it's not good for me. Right. I'm not. I went through like one week where I, every time I whacked, I threw a finger in there. And I. Your own finger. Yeah. And I was like, like this is dude. fucking great. But, I was like. Like this, you have somebody else's finger. And, no, sorry, literally. Of course just, it's your own finger. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I got this dead body. I got it. <laughs> but uh, so I got a finger in there, and I remember being like, this makes it twice as good. Yeah. And then after that week was over, I never did it again and had no interest. I don't know why. But I, that, by the way, I, and by the way, we have another phone call. What's your name? Where are you calling from? But I'm the same way with a lot of that shit. Totally. Same thing with porn. Yeah. Are they on? Yeah, they are now. Hey, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Uh, this is Snyder, mate. I talked to you earlier on Twitter. What's up, man? How are you? Not a whole lot. Sorry, right, I'm trying to turn you off on my computer here. That's a good idea. What's going on with you today? Not a whole lot. Just watching your show here, whittling. Whittling? <clears throat> yeah. What are you whittling? <laughs> oh, I make all kinds of stuff. Right now, I'm making some guitar picks. What kind of wood do you use? Uh, I'm using cherry right now. Cherry's good wood. Do you... No, my brother's a tree guy, so like my whole life is him being like, "Gotta use birch for that." Like he's obsessed with wood. Yeah. What, what other birch stuff do you? Awesome. What other it's stuff? Multi tool of the forest. What other? What other? Why? What's the? Why, what's the thing with birch? Well, you can uh, you can put it in a in a metal uh, like a cauldron and make oil out of it. The bark will will catch fire even when it's soaking wet. Yeah, the, the, you can tap it like a maple. Yeah, you can make. Uh, Tea out of the syrup that comes out of it. You can make all kinds of stuff out of it. It's great for it's great for carving. You can make boxes out of the bark. Yeah, birch there's, is incredible. There's a hundred uses for every part of the tree. How long have you been whittling, man? Oh, just a few years, actually. And have you always like what kind of stuff do you also make bigger things? Oh, uh, I make I make spoons and bowls and containers and pipes and 
little little uh, accessories for my mom's sewing machine. I got her working on me some hats. I'm making hats now. I have to tell you, man, and, and tell me if if this is the same for you. Like I've started what I call projects, right, at my house, but. Yeah. And you, it sounds like that you do way more than I do with my hands. But the sense of accomplishment is a huge, like, nothing has driven me away from television more than starting to do things with my hands. 100%. I, I move into a little yeah. town in upstate New York because my brother's about to have his third kid. Yeah. And one of the things I'm looking the most forward to is learning how to make things out of wood. Because every time I go home, yeah. he's like, I just made this table out of a tree I cut down. And I'm like... VH1 put me back on TV. <laughs> it's just, I, it's so emasculating. Yeah. They're like, well, when you finish something with your hands, you're like, this is amazing. How long, do, do you, is that what you, do you work with your hands for a living, man? No, I, uh, I drive a truck delivering mattresses. And so this is, your downtime, that's kind of how you decompress. Yeah. How hard Spending is it for you? Or, or when I get home after work. How hard is it for you to not take a nap in your truck? <laughs> Uh, not too, not too hard. With all I those mattresses, a, a, a bucket full of knives and wood. Yes. Nice. Um, did you have a, a, a question or a comment about anything we were talking about? Yeah, you were just talking about. I'm a little bit behind on the live feed, but you were just talking about the uh, the guy that that got the six month sentence. Yeah. How ridiculous that is! Uh, I honestly think if his dad feels that way, they should both do ten years. Yeah, you know what. You know, you know what goes back to, like, it. His dad is as much to blame for this dude Absolutely. feeling like he could rape somebody. Yeah, totally. Just by yeah. giving that, you should read the letter that dad wrote, excusing his son Ugh. and blaming everything else. Sick fucks. You can, by the way, you can love your kid, you can support your kid, but if your kid does a crime, you. You have to do the right thing. And that's the end of a long life of that leading up to that. Yeah. Like, that's not the first time that he's been like, he's excused one of his son's things. You don't you don't open with a, no. a rape like that. And I heard somebody on Twitter said, well, you know, he was pretty drunk. You've done dumb things you were drunk. Yeah. Not that. Like, I shit in a mailbox. Right. But that's dumb. Rape is a crime. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no level of drug or alcohol I've ever been on that has made me want to rape somebody. No. I rape myself. No, yeah, I'll throw some. I'll throw a finger in my ass, but that's about it. <laughs> Shit like that. Uh, I mean, I, I'm 34 years old, and I just lost my virginity like nine months ago. Is and that I'm true? Six foot tall. Over, I'm six foot tall, over 200 pounds. If I wanted to get rid of it, I could have. There ain't too many women that could withstand me if I really wanted to do something. Right. But I've never even considered it. I've never considered forcibly doing that. No, because you I don't have... understand. How you can have any joy out of that? It's strictly a, a an evil. I'm gonna fuck this person over. It's, it's a power. It's worse than, yeah, it's about it's power. Worse than killing somebody. If you're gonna do that, you might as well just kill them. Can I ask you? It's, it's, that's all it is. It's about power. It's having yeah. control over another living thing. Can Can like I ask? The dog. It's the same thing. Did was the uh, on a completely different topic? Was the virginity a choice of yours for? A re, are you a religious dude? No, not at all. It's it's. Uh, well, I'm a like I said, I'm a big dude. I look like I'm pissed off all the time. <laughs> in my head. That's hilarious. People are constantly. I mean, my best friend is uh, is uh, a lesbian, and she's she's still scared of me. And I've known her for 20 years. If I look over at her and go boo, she'll jump out of her skin. 
That's funny. And, so, then, and then I'm like, ah, and she goes, okay, everything's cool? Okay, okay. It's so, just your face, man. It's your face. You've been profiled your whole life. Yeah. How about yeah. that? And, I mean, when I was like 10 years old, my dad told me, it looks like you got, I'm going to kill you, stamp across your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Well, hey, now now that you went in nine months ago, pretty good, right? Yeah, it's all right. I mean. <laughs> uh, Dude, I'm so envious of your attitude towards sex. Yeah. I spent so many years just a prisoner to my dick that, like, your attitude is yeah. where well, it's at. Yeah. I mean, I've had I've had a lot of interesting, like, one time I had a, uh, I was walking through the grocery store and, a, like, a frozen dinner fell out of this girl's grocery cart. I reached down and picked it up and handed it to her. She took one look at me, turned around and ran away, <laughs> slapped into the freezer door this old lady had open and busted her nose all over. <laughs> Dude, I gotta see this. I, I gotta word. see this. All I did was pick the thing up and hand it to her, and she took off like a track stall. Will you send me a tweet right now so I can show Owen what you look like? You should be a bodyguard. I mean... That yeah, I'm not a tough guy. I'm just big and I look mean. That's what I mean. That's a, that's everything. I mean, bodyguard doesn't have to be fighting. You just like look at people and they're like, oh, fuck. He's uh, going to kill me. Um, Wait a second. I'm trying to find you. Send me one real quick so I can show Owen what you look like. Um, Oh, there you are. Red Schneider. Yeah, man, you're an intense dude. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're a handsome guy, but you look like you're about to fucking kill the camera guy when that thing was taken. Yeah, you. That's a, is that you smiling? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> like like <laughs> that. That's that's you being tickled. Yeah. Can I? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm I'm actually really tickled in my current picture because I just got my prototype hat. Yeah. Oh, that's that. Did you make that Unless hat? I'm laughing out loud. That's about as good as it gets. That's awesome. That's did did you make that? Uh, uh, I got my mom in the sweatshop. Yeah, you're Kathy Lee Giffording your mom. I like that. I can really respect <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, man. I'm putting the old lady to work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, listen. Uh, I appreciate you calling in, man. And by the way, I also appreciate, you know, uh, I, he's he doesn't always have the same opinion as me on Twitter. And I will say this about a lot of people who follow me on Twitter. I can have civil conversations with the people who follow me. Like this dude yeah, is a, is I love a that. Ev he's a, a even keeled, level headed dude, and I appreciate you following me, dude, and the conversations we have on Twitter, man. Yeah, I'm from Alabama. It's next to Mississippi, above Florida, right there on the Gulf Coast. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thank you. I'm gonna send you a map. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a hard time locating Alabama on the previous podcast. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you, <laughs> and keep calling in, man. Thanks for listening. All right, man. Y'all have a good evening. Later, Later. man. Yeah, I love it when people can not agree and be friends. That's the that's the, best, the best thing part. in the world. Yeah. Now listen, I did promise people we'd we'd play a little keys. Should we jam? Let's jam. So let's. Here's what I'm gonna do. If you're listening right now, and this way you can tell that we didn't pre-program something. If you're listening right now, tweet me uh, at Josh Wolf Comedy, and or you can call in three two three two eight two seven four two four, three two three two eight two seven four two four. If you want. If you have an idea for a song for he and I to improv. Can we hear that? Yeah. Can you hear? Let's get some heat in this baby. Oh, somehow the thing unplugged. Is this is the this is not this one. This is this one? No, no it's plugged in. No, we, we gotta get this. Oh, sweet. Yeah, we're gonna do some jamming. We, um we jamming. Yeah. You got it? This is gonna 
This is going to be. Okay. There we go. Is that it? Oh, sweet. We got it. Fun. There it is. Now, listen, I, ha I have a couple questions to ask you, too. What's up? Because I get stumped more writing songs than I do writing jokes. Yeah, I do too. Do you? And For because sure. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that's not song worthy. But does something have to be, do you know what I mean? Yes. Does something have to be song worthy? That's why I do really short ones like, why do girls making duck face get mad at me when I throw bread at them? Like Funny. That. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, because sometimes I'm like, I can't make a whole song because it takes, so I'm just like, I'll do a really short one. Maybe that's so you just do a, like a, a bunch of shorter songs. Yeah, but then every now and then I'll get a song-worthy topic and really bring some heat. Uh, what's your latest? Do you want to? Can you play one for us? Our latest as we yeah, get some suggestions. Totally. Okay. Here's one. Have you seen my? Um, I don't know if I can. This is a pretty difficult one, so I got to make sure I can. Okay. This is called the 405. Can you guys? Is that good audio for the? Or is that going to be? Um, should we throw that mic over the over the speakers? Are you like a genius? Uh, you are. Well, I played since I was a little kid. I might be slightly on the spectrum. I don't know. Were you teased? Oh, yeah. Playing piano? Horrifyingly. And then I went to college. Everyone's like, oh, wait, that gets your dick sucked. Yeah. But in high school, it didn't. It, everyone called me gay. <laughs> and I was like, how did you know I went? through a week where I put something in my ass every yeah, time I went. But if it's your own finger, I don't think it's gay. No, definitely not. No. I, I by the way, I just figured something out, so I was on rushing out the door. Yeah. And so I threw my son's t shirt on. And I just realized that I he probably hasn't washed his t shirt and I should he's a teenage boys are fucking gross. You'll find. You'll when you catch your son jerking off, you yeah, be you like, think there's jizz on that thing? Well, he warned me once. I was walking into his room, and he goes, don't step on that sock. And I was like, oh, fuck. It's so gross. Oh, dude, at that age, I, I didn't lose my virginity till freshman year in college. And I used to whack off in high school like seven times a day. Did you ever jerk off at high school? Yes. I'd, I had so much in-school suspension because I was kind of like your brother. Where I'm yeah. like, why do we have to walk counterclockwise to classes? Yeah. You know, so I just was constantly in a corner alone just whacking off. Did you have in high school? Did you have a girl in specific that you were like, "This is the one for me to jerk off to"? Before I ever had sex, I didn't really know how to reference anything, so I would jerk off to like lightning. Like it was like <laughs> I literally the just, horse. No, just like oh. actual lightning. <laughs> oh. I'd be like, "This is so fucking intense." <laughs> you know what's funny? Like no, so this love is, this conversation of this song. Keep on. This is pre, obviously, real a lot of porn. I, I'd seen pictures, but never seen a porn. So the first time I touched a vagina, I didn't know you were supposed to go in and out. I just left it in. <laughs> because I was like, I think, so this is where this goes. And it happens like this, right? Yeah, it's like I'm done now, right? Yeah, so what do we do now? I also, the first time I went down, a girl, down on a girl, she fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking up. That's, that's I remember how I'm pretty sure I wasn't doing it right. One of the first times I went down on a girl, uh, she kept saying Owen, and I kept saying what? No, she'd be like, Owen. To... I'm like, what? She's like, no, I just say your name. Oh, that's how this goes. The, 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 you wonder how I know she... Okay. So I, I'm going down on this girl. Her name is Sherry Wilshire. Yeah. And... Um, 
and I know people will be like, you shouldn't mention her on your podcast because, but she's actually dead, so it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> okay, this is the soundtrack to this story. <laughs> so Sherry was my first girlfriend, uh, and she was a really lovely young lady. And I was like, um, we're gonna. Oh, she also had a very. It was also the first vagina that I had been around. That how do I put this? It, uh, it had odor. Pungent. Yes. But it was really my first vagina, so I thought well, that's what they all kind of were supposed to smell like. Yeah. So I was like, well, I mean, this is part of the job. And I remember I was I went down on her, and as I was coming back up to ask her how, I was about to say, how was that? All I heard was. She thought maybe, maybe you were that good. You made her come so hard. She was out cold. No, that's not what happened at all. I was down there for a while, and I I don't think I was in the right places. And we had had some stuff to drink. Yeah. And so I think she probably just got bored. I think I was probably doing with my tongue what I thought I was supposed to do with my dick, which is just leave it there. <laughs> So, I think do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's probably easy to be bad at giving head to a chick. Because I it's just that first couple times, like sometimes for years, if you don't really put in the the effort to learn, it's like it's so foreign to us. Yeah, but also to be fair, to please a guy is pretty easy. It's so fucking easy. Okay. Uh, up, down, repeat. Yeah, it's pretty easy. Yeah. To and every now and then, you know, throw a finger in there, whatever you need to do. Yeah. Right? Pretty easy. But uh, women are so... Throw on some Fight Club, whatever. Yeah, know? whatever. Just put a poster of Brad Pitt above the bed. <laughs> um, but women are so uniquely different. Yeah. Like, you, I'm sure you've the been... little with, vagina snowflakes. Ah. You, yeah. Listen, you've been with a girl who's been like, punch me, and you've been with a girl like, let's hold hands. 100%. And so there's there's so much in between. It's about adaptability. Yeah, you got to be able to change your game up. I remember this one girl that I... I remember when... The, uh, college she kind of taught me how to go down on her so that's how i thought everybody liked it and the next girl was like you have to put a finger in there too and i was like yeah no that's not how you do it and she was like uh it is right it's exactly how you do it they're custom made they're like uh yeah yeah what's that called that's they like, are they're, they're, what's that that tequila company that it makes different bottles for every right that's the that's the vagina yeah because it's almost like men have, uh, like every dick's pretty much the same. It's just yep. there's a dick factory in China that just cranks them out. Some have covers, some don't. Right. That's about the only difference. Yep. But it's up, down, repeat until you're done. And, and women, it's almost like a, like a Nintendo code. It's like up, down, left, right, up, down, left, yeah, right. Yeah, you got it. What's the special move? Yeah. X, X, Y, reverse, back, punch, B. Fuck. Right. What the fuck? I don't, I and can't. And the same, this is the thing that blows men's minds that I figured out later in life, but it makes sense. They're not crazy. They'll want different... Oh, I'll play this song right now. It's called How to Love a Woman. Dress really nice, but at the same time, look like you don't try. <laughs> Listen like a woman, but still act like a guy. Make lots of money, but still have free time in your day. Notice her hair and her shoes, but not in a gay way. <laughs> to love a woman. To be her partner in crime. To really love a woman. 
you gotta be two people at the same fucking time. <laughs> and then there's one, I'll just do one more joke, but uh, I won't do the longer version, but that's like, um, that's like, kiss like a prince, but banger like you just left prison is the end. Yeah. And then how to love a man is feed him and fuck him, repeat until he's dead. And it's because when they're ovulating, they want a different type of man. They yeah. want like, it can be the same man like you, but it's different qualities of you. Like when a woman's ovulating, they want a fucking monster in the sack. And then when they're not ovulating, they want like a meek dude that can take care of the baby. But here's the thing. I'm not that nuanced. I know. None you of can, us are. You can, Literally none of us are. That's no. why we always feel like they're crazy, but they're not. It's just their bodies change. And like men have like an 80 year cycle. It yep. starts at birth and ends at death. They have a 28 day cycle. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw something out there and you, you're the right person to ask this. Okay. And I've said this a zillion times and I want to know why it's not talked about more. Okay. I, I have a million times over and, and rightfully so sometimes my, my wife, with her, when her hormones spike up, her mood changes. Yes. Okay, that's a fact. Fact. Why isn't the fact that for a period of three or four years, the amount of testosterone that is raging through us as men, why isn't that like given the same pass? Do you know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. Because there are times when I can think of the next, I wake up the next day, I'm like, what was I doing? Yeah. But it was almost like I could not fucking stop it it's it's such my piano teacher got a sex change when i was 11 and so i got to see the same brain on estrogen and then on testosterone yeah and it's that's what got me probably into stand-up is the gender how gender is different than sex where it's like on estrogen she was a different type of teacher than on testosterone she thought a lot and shorter it was more like more impatient still a good dude but it's just a different it's like coke versus heroin yeah it's just a different fucking drug like no one can be like you act the same when you're drunk as you're high. It's like no you no you don't. No. No. And like you don't. dudes are basically drunk and women are basically high. Well, let's do this. <laughs> let's write let's write a song. Let's or then let's improv a song about when I'm drunk and when I'm high. Okay. And sh what, should we do it what kind of like to Coldplay maybe? Uh what, what kind of music? You tell me. I'm I'm uh, I'm okay with whatever. I like ballads. Yeah, I like ballads. scientist or we could do it to uh do we got people asking uh, do we have any requests because we can do whatever yeah um too, hold on. oh house of the rising sun you know what we should do and we do have some requests but they're all in the dick and pussy area <laughs> okay um Let's do, let, let's, should we do one because there's a lot of dick and pussy? Should we give them the okay? Or should we make a song about something completely innocuous? Anything. I'm down to go for it. Yeah. Want to do, uh, how about, let's do a song called the non-dick and pussy song. Okay. All right. There's a ton of things in this world that Josh and I can talk about. Doesn't always have to be about stuff below the belt. <laughs> we can talk about trees or pineapples or the sound of lightning. I also like cats and dogs and how they like to do the biting. <laughs> You're incredible at rhyming, by the way. <laughs> but it just doesn't have as much 
excitement as it what no were you you had it did you were you had I didn't it? have okay, it okay okay do it again okay ready <laughs> no you have the hard spot right now okay, you're okay. playing third base okay. on this one um but those topics don't have quite as much to talk about as when mm, we're talking about, about dicks and pussies you got a shaft and you got a head and you got a pair of balls you got some lips and you got a little hole and you got some stuff around the side of the walls <laughs> you got some pubes you might not have pubes if you're an armenian pitcher you also have a taint but we'll get to that on the way to your anal fixture <laughs> Now the song should be about how fucking good Josh is at rhyming. <laughs> I also have, just for the record, incredible comedic timing. Oh! <laughs> Dicks and balls and pussies. I thought that was... Yeah, good. that's ready to print. That is ready to print. Yeah. I wish we had a record maker where it could just roll out. Print! Yeah. Uh, Aaron, we have somebody coming in, don't we? Okay, but it's they're supposed to be here at six thirty. Yeah, so we'll start to wrap it up. Okay. All right, but we've already been here two hours. Yeah, that felt like a blink of an eye, my man. Tell me something. Tell people where, because you really should be listening to his podcast. And also come live headline the Hollywood Improv June eighteenth, Saturday at eight p.m. and then Gotham in New York City June twenty fourth through the twenty sixth. Love that club. Love, yes. love, love Gotham. Love it, love it. Um, and guys, I'm gonna be at Albany. Yes, near my home area. This weekend, I'm going to be there the 10th through the 12th uh, with the Funny Bone there. I am also going to be in Jacksonville uh, the last weekend in June. Comedy Zone? Comedy Zone. Love it. And uh, if you all could do me a favor. Yes. Basically, here's how it goes with the iTunes charts. I know you're listening. I can see the numbers. I just, if you could do me a favor and review and subscribe now i'm going to give something away i brought a book it's in my backpack i don't know why i brought it because i can't hand it to anyone today but what do you think is a good contest for people to win that book what do i have to do with the podcast to win the book you have to should it be something to do with the song because that way we know we they listen to the very end yeah definitely and they have to write a review and rate it to keep the algorithm gods happy so they should Anybody who wants the book, well, no, because if you've already left a review, they can't leave another one, so that leads those people out. Right. So how about this? Anybody who wants the book, um, over the next, we'll give it five days. That gives enough people to, time to watch and to listen, right? Five yes, days? Yes, five days is a great amount. Five of days. Uh, tweet me, at Josh Wolf Comedy, with what you think the name of that song should have been. We called it Dicks and Pussies. Yes. So if you can think of another name, is that a good contest, I think? I think that's a great concept. And, and then so if you if you in the best one, I will send you off a book. I'm I, I just bought, I think, a hundred of my own books to give away. So I'll nice. be giving it also helps you hit those bonuses. No, not when you buy them yourself. Ah, I was planning on that. <laughs> I'm doing a book too, and I'm like, I'm just gonna buy like I'm gonna get on the fucking New York Times bestseller and I'm gonna buy twenty thousand of these Yeah, babies. they outsmarted us. They uh, outsmarted us. Um, but uh I'm gonna give one away a week and just I will because I love doing this podcast and it's I want it to keep happening. Yeah, this is a blast. I've done a bunch of podcasts. This was one of my favorites, if not the favorite. I appreciate that. Yeah. Do you want to tell people where your website is? 
hugepianist.com. <laughs> I just wanted to hear you say it. Yeah, but spell it properly because there also takes you someplace you may not want to go or you might want to go. Or that's on your favorite list already. Yeah, it might change the way you whack it. But pianist, hugepianist.com and my website on iTunes. Also, give a nice rating and a shout out. It's uh, Why Didn't They Laugh? There you go, everybody. Uh, dude, you, this has been a great roller coaster of a uh, podcast because you are an excellent conversationalist, dude. You listen and and speak. It's not. I know it sounds basic, but there are a lot of people who don't have that skill set. It's either you're either a penis or a vagina. You're either trying to put yourself in somewhere, or you just only let people go in. You got to be a hermaphrodite in this business and put it in yourself. Exactly. Sometimes it's just a finger for a week, but at least you've done it. By the way, if you don't make that into a T-shirt, you're missing out. You can go to Oz tomorrow. Yeah. They sell a million of those. Sometimes it's only a finger for a week. But at least you tried it. Yeah. Or maybe it's worth the journey. It's worth the journey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> two knuckles or you didn't try. Yeah. If you're two knuckles and, or you're a quitter. Nobody yeah. likes a quitter. No, no. Then you're just a fucking poser. All right, guys. Love you. Thank you. Bye. Peace.